Welcome everyone to the Two Tongues Podcast. Consider this your invitation to join Kyle and Chris on a journey through our minds. Where we explore the questions that have fascinated us for as long as we can remember. Could anarchy actually work? Does God exist? And just how did the cosmos get here anyway? Let me be the Virgil to your Dante, the Sacagawea to your Lewis and Clark. Let's take the guided tour through the dark chambers of our unconscious, seeking answers to the most important and unsettled questions of our shared existence. Ready or not, here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, cut the music. Well, good morning. What's up? Good morning, Two Tongues World. Yep, all all fifteen of you. All fifteen of you. <laughs> We're doing an unusual an unusual episode today because today we have guest. Oh yeah, guest number three. Yep, my. Uh, no, I think four. I mean, Sam. oh yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Uh, Corey too. Chelsea. Te- technically, technically. Yeah. So you're not special at all, but you're, <laughs> but the, the, today's guest is my brother, Josh. Yep. Good morning what, and welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. How's it going, man? It's doing, sir. Yeah, it's doing. I'm happy you're it's on. A pleasure dude. to be on to podcast finally after having to sit, listen to you guys have conversations where I want to be in half of them, and I get mad <laughs> about it. Listen, I'm just I'm just grateful to have any fan of the podcast like that. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that somebody listens to just just about all of them and wants to be. It wants to have something to say. That's how I feel when I listen to Rogan. That's how I feel when I listen to Duncan Trussell. That's how I feel when I listen to Brett Weinstein or Jordan Peterson. Uh, you know, so the fact that my big brother, who I've admired above everybody else for my entire life, um, uh, to be to be that the person listening to my podcast like that, it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty trippy, man. What's trippy is you. Is life is trippy, dude? Fuck yeah! Because <laughs> look at me, look at our life. Okay, I was always, you know, the popular kid had everything and anything, and all the cars and all the shoes and jewelry <laughs> and girls and all that shit. Yep, girls. And now, now, I don't got shit, and you got, and you wear church shoes to work and kind of fucking briefcase and shit, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like now, I'm looking up to you. You're wearing church shoes to work. That's fucking great. Uh, um, it is weird. It is. It is weird. Um, I mean, I wouldn't characterize your situation as that you've got nothing, but uh, you you have you got opportunity. You got a lot of that, and I and I, you know, I, I'm very hopeful for you. I'm very I'm very uh, uh, hopeful for you, man. Um, but. But you're right. I mean, uh, when we, I mean, you're so you're you know significantly older than me. And growing up, I looked up to you. I always wanted to be just like you. And and you're right. You know, you you were the you know way more popular than I ever was. And uh, you know, you had you had like you say you had the you had the nice cars and you know a whole series of beautiful girlfriends. And you know, I, that was the example that I got to see growing up. I, I was like, yes, I want all that shit for myself. Yes, please. I, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Josh. And that's my point. Now I want the suspenders and the church shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now to the, it's 180. It's interesting. That's interesting. So I mean, what? So I remember being young and asking myself, like, what is this guy doing to get 
to get to be the, that guy. What is this guy doing? I'm paying attention and studying you like a fucking science project. And I'm like, like I'm watching animals in the wild and trying to figure out what the hell it is that Josh is doing that makes him so cool so I can fucking replicate it. You know, and it I was can, always just false confidence, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Make it until you make it. It's acting like you are the fucking man, regardless of the situation or anything around or anybody around. And it's, and it's really just faking it because obviously that's not the case. But if you fake it hard enough, the sheep of the world, which is most people, will accept that as being fact. Dude, that's like, so oh, true. That must be yeah. shit. That's so and, true. And, you know, I'm not calling you a sheep. You were just young and impressionable. Well, so you, know, you, you, know, well you know what, man? It's like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like um, I didn't, I didn't have the confidence I guess I don't really know where that came from you know as I always did well you know like I did well in school and I made friends and I you know it's like I didn't have any reason to not I, have I don't agree I mean like I, I think that I remember being a kid and thinking that like Josh was just cool as hell you know yeah uh, but also that like you were cool as hell too that like you got you know you like you saying that you didn't have confidence when you were younger is like what are you talking about <laughs> like I just don't know you were like one of the most confident people I knew well, you know what it is. I think it's I think it's the way we were raised, Chris, and, and our dad. Because I really don't have good confidence now. Really, huh. haven't my whole life. So me, me that's too. always been kind of a front, dude. So I, I think it has roots in that, dude. That that's funny you say that because I I felt that way. Like what Kyle's describing right to, for the audience for who didn't know me when I was a kid. What the audience for <laughs> the audience. What Kyle's describing is exactly what my brother just described. I always exuded a crazy amount of uh like self-confidence and ego and uh, personality and over yep. the top over the top super friendly super personable For sure. always cracking jokes um but it was all a panic maneuver for me constantly swimming in a fake <laughs> a persona that i had to i had to continue to put out there so that nobody could see that i was a scared crazy. i was a scared fat kid with no confidence is that how you feel josh hell yeah it's like uh that Kanye West song. You're going to have to tell me. Tell me that, a insecure. <laughs> you know the song I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I'm drawing a blank, but I, I know what it is. And I applaud Kanye West for making that goddamn record. Because a lot of rappers are too macho for that type of shit. And he, and he, and he kind of told the world how, how he was feeling unconscious. Or, I mean, uh, what's the word? Uh, self-conscious. Self-conscious, and, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. all that, and it ended up being a hit record because I mean it was it was real talk. So so listen, man, I I I never listened to any Kanye ever. If you played so if you if you, out, if you played Kanye's greatest hits, I wouldn't know any of them. And no, my, yes, you would. You I, would know I, I, Gold I Digger. Okay, okay. So I might, but but until you just said that, I didn't know that was Kanye. I'm serious. That's how yeah. that's how little I give a shit. Uh, but it's funny. It, but Ka- listen, Josh, Kyle t- talks about Kanye like when we, and I, and I don't even know how to take it because I have <laughs> not listened to it. But we'll talk about like important, p- influential people, people that we admire, and Kanye's in the mix for Kyle for sure. He's like top three, dude. You need <clears throat> oh, to yeah, like it's listen. Not, to it's m- not even close to that for me, but <laughs> oh, uh, I what, get it. He's not close to what? Top three. Oh yeah, he's not close to the top three for me, but I mean, well, I get it. For rap, he might be for me, but I don't listen to a ton of rap, so um, you know, like Kanye is like some of my biggest exposure to it. Hey, hold on, I do want to talk about rap, but before we do, 
I want to go back to something Josh said about the way we were raised because yeah. because first of all it's really fucking funny to me. I don't know if funny is the right word, but I didn't ever realize that Josh, I never realized that you basically felt the same way I did and basically put on the had the same defense mechanism as me, but you were successful and I was not. Uh, at least not not the same way. I, n- I never realized that you felt that way and were and were putting on that that kind of a super colorful front, you know, to to well, distract people. Well, I think it was because, you know, I had to do it. Uh, I had to exaggerate it more than you because I went to school in a prison yard mm-hmm. all the way until the ninth grade. And yeah. you didn't have to go to that prison yard. I tried to prepare you because I thought you were going to, but you ended up escaping it by the skin of your teeth. Yep. So, uh, and just for the audience, you know, he, he's talking about a really, really rough school. <clears throat> Not a literal yeah, prison literally. yard. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean... Hopefully, our, this, this audience can separate the sarcasm. But, uh, but yeah, um, I had to I had to put it on blast, like on ten. I had to turn it all the way up because uh, you know, by the time I was a, by the time I was in eighth grade, I had been you know jumped and beat up and had my starter coat stolen twice. Mm-hmm. I had I had been robbed at gunpoint twice by the ninth grade. Um, Damn. So I mean, yeah, I mean it was a, it was a situation where. It's almost like, uh, how can I give you a good example? Uh, if you're loud and funny and the center of of attention, <coughs> you're less likely to get, you know, yeah. you know, uh, robbed in the corner. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So it's almost being the loudest guy gets more eyes on you, makes more witnesses, makes oh, less yeah. controversy. Ma- makes more makes more friends and more witnesses. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting to think about as a survival mechanism, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So, Josh, you said that you think that this quality has to do with the way you were raised uh, and your dad specifically. Like, what what, a, what do you mean by that? Because, like, my uh, impression of my your dad, dad was, is... Go ahead, go ahead. My dad was uh, very... Uh, uh, what thing you should never do to a child. He would criticize everything about you. He would, I mean, not cut you down. I mean, yes, he would cut you down. But he would criticize just about every single thing that he didn't agree with, whether it was if, you know, something you you were saying or how you dressed or, you know, what you were watching on TV or uh, just anything. Okay. You know, and I feel like the best way to be a parent is to never, ever criticize and always support. And that's not what I got. I got the opposite. Yeah. I so, got zero support and a hundred percent criticism. <laughs> and, and Chris is probably less than that. Pretty Chris probably got it like 60, 40, but, uh, well, I went you, to a you, pre- predominantly black school and my dad being <laughs> my dad, uh, everything was criticized. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even fucking, I mean, walk through the house without getting, getting it for something, you know? Yeah. That, that really, that really, that really sucks in, in retrospect because you had to adapt to a particular culture and that that's what was being criticized. That's something that you couldn't avoid. You had to adapt to that particular culture because that's what you were living in. And then you bring it home and get criticized for everything. And at that time, you're, you're forming your identity. You're trying to figure out who you are. So all the shit you, that you like, that you think, hey, this is what I'm like. This is, this is, you know, this is who I am. You come home and, and you, you get yelled at for it. Jesus yeah, Christ, man. Fuck. Everything, too. I mean, 
from the music to the cars to the the way I to the, you know to the wheels on the car to the words of a song to the way I wear my hat to the you know shoes I like to Jeez. the you know to the you know fitment of my jeans to you know the way I say certain words to I mean just everything and it, and I think criticism is too light of a word I just couldn't think of a better one yeah because it's worse than criticism I mean. It'll break your little kid if you're if you're a heart, if you're a kid and that's your dad. It'll break your heart, man. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So I, I got something I'll say about about dad in the same light, but it, it comes to a a later point, a later point. But I'll I'll tell you this story in case you, I never did. So so dad always told me not. He basically told me not to do what I wanted to do um, with school because I wanted to I wanted to be a college professor. And this podcast, by the way, is my outlet for teaching. I don't know if anybody's noticed that yet. Like my, 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 my episodes that are solo episodes get, become like lectures. That's what's happening. Yes, they so do. This is, this is an outlet for me. And, and, and Dad never liked, he never wanted that for me because he saw me, he saw the idea of me as like a, with a bunch of student loans, you know, and a high degree, making no money for the rest of my life, trying to repay those loans, you know, having a, a more difficult and, 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 you know, maybe having trouble getting a job and all that. Like he didn't want me to do that. He wanted, he wanted me to do something that was going to be more of a slam dunk, something that was going to give me financial security so that I wouldn't have to suffer the way he did. At least that's how, that's what I assume he was doing. But he took away the confidence that I had to pursue my dream when he did that. But at least you had the conversation. He didn't give a fuck what I was going to be. He wrote me off, bro, by 12. That sucks, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that sucks. Now, in retrospect, for me, I think it, it, it things kind of all worked out okay. I think maybe, you know, go, if I would have been, if I would have done that, if I would have went to school and, and, you know, for a lot longer and racked up all those loans and struggled to be like a PhD academic and never ever make more than a certain amount of money in my life like that you know I'm already making more money than that it's like you know it's it's in retrospect it's like you know things worked out okay um so you know that that's how I rationalize it like you know that's how I rationalize it I can see why the podcast is such an outlet for you that makes a lot of sense so Josh picked up on that you did you ever Consider that that was that I'm teaching. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, but you know that it was like I never really made the connection of like that missed passion. You know what I mean? Mm. So that mm. makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't turn into me preaching. That's what I'm hoping. So I hope it does. Dude. <laughs> so if you guys, if you, if you, if you guys notice that, let me, let me know. Let me know. <clears throat> I think uh, that would be good, the, man. With, with the full, with, with, with something like a podcast. You can't. You can never be over passionate about something. Goddamn it, preach, son. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to listen to somebody talk about something that they don't care about. You know. Right. Exactly. Hey, I want to ask you something about cars real quick because that's something that you and you and Dad could have uh, connected over, and you did to a certain degree. You did connect over cars, but until you brought it up, I never really considered the fact that, like, I'm not a car guy. But you and you and Dad are both car guys to a certain to a certain degree. I mean, not the same level, but to a certain degree. You guys both get excited about that, and you could have had like, you know, some that could have been the thing in common that you had a relationship about. But because the shit you liked with cars was so diametrically <laughs> opposed to what Dad would like in cars that you couldn't. Well, even... you know, I, I think he was willing to look past that. This is this is because I finally asked him that same question. 
I forget what, how old I was. It was years ago, but I finally broke down and asked him. Like, you know, you let me get to, to adulthood with no trade, dude. That's your fault. <laughs> like, I finally I finally let him have it. Mm. And uh, he told me, he said, listen, he goes, it, it was my fault. And he goes, and it's not that I'm not just as passionate about cars. I am. But you also have to remember that I'm doing that. I'm doing cars, when I got my presidency fingers up, all day for work. That's when I'm, I'm, I'm doing car shit and working on cars and fixing cars all day long. The last thing I want to do is come home and talk about car shit and let alone do some more car shit. Yeah. And it made sense, but if I'm a, if I'm the father in that situation, that's not good enough. But I mean, like, it made sense, I guess. No, no, I, I agree with both of those things. I agree that it makes sense and I agree that it's, that it's not good enough. And when I expressed an interest in cars, I tried to, um, that's pretty much the response I got. Like, you know, he didn't want, he didn't want to, I don't want to, you know? Yeah. That's something that I notice. Um, I am, I am like that. Like I'll come home from work and Chelsea wants to know like how things went and like, and it's like, I just don't want to talk about it. You know, it's not, it's nothing personal against her either. I wouldn't want to talk to you about it. You know, right? it's like, I don't fucking care. I go there and I move things around and you know, um, but like she, like she's like this. My mom is like this. They get home and they want to talk about, like, which is fine. I'm happy to listen. I just don't want to talk it's about the what I did. Corniest thing now. It's so corny. Like uh, my sister's husband. He wants to talk about his damn job all <laughs> night after he gets home. Like I, just, I, I, just, I don't understand. I can't wrap my brain around it. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> me either. Yeah, I just don't like. One time off the clock, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. So hey, I don't want to I don't want to drive this conversation unnecessarily, but I do want Josh to tell to say something to you that I kind of wanted to share with you, but held back on because it was like a nice it was a nice genuine compliment that Josh said off the air to me, not to you, about you, and it oh, was I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm, 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 I'm going to here. I'm going to refresh your memory, Josh. Uh, so he said to me at listening because all right, just so the audience understands, you you guys already know Kyle and I have been friends since we were five years old. Which means Josh has been in Kyle's life since he was five years old. So Josh has been around as well. Not not that he, yeah. he was like best friends with us and we hung out together because he's much older. But he's been around this whole time. Where am I going with this? I don't know. Uh, oh, about the nice thing Josh said. Oh, so, yeah. so he said when he was listening to the podcast over the last, you know, almost year we've been doing it and hearing you talk. That one of the things he he's well, I think the word he Josh used was that he vibes with. The thing he vibes with is this anti anti-authoritarian thing oh, okay. that, Ky- that comes out of Kyle it oozes oh, out of his pores yeah go ahead You're Josh it just like the left and right brain thing bro. take it, <laughs> take it <laughs> away just let me tell you <laughs> yeah nah I remember the conversation I talked to Chris and I said man I see why you fuck with Kyle <laughs> he was like what do you mean I said I can just now that I've listened to enough of Kyle talking about what Kyle wants to talk about I can see why what you see in that dude because before because growing up like you said there's such an age difference it's not like I'm in your guys' hangout session. Sure. You know what I mean? So I didn't get to get super close with Matt or you or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, after listening to you talk about what you want to talk about and your certain views on shit, mm-hmm. I, I fuck with you, man. Like, nice, I, dude. I, I agree a lot with – I can't stand authority in any type. Fuck them, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck them. And you can't either. And so I, I rock with you because of that. And I rock with you. There's a lot of things that have come across that I've – completely went over my head through all the years I've known you 
Yeah, well, because I'm, I think of the age difference. I'm also kind of quiet. Like, you know, when I'm around, like, my crew, I, like Chris, Matt, my, my brothers, um, I, I, you know, let loose a little bit more. But you put me in a situation with, like, people's families and stuff. And on it, and like straight, it's hard for me to make friends because, you know, I'm going to talk to these strangers about how I want to destroy the government and they're going to think I'm a fucking psychopath. So, I, you know, I just like keep quiet for the most part. That entertains me, damn it. I, I think there should be some more of that going on in the Two Tugs podcast. I agree. I'm trying to. Well, listen, <coughs> excuse me. I, uh, I. <clears throat> Drink some alcohol last night. Hell yeah! Because my wife, <clears throat> my wife's birthday is tomorrow, so we went out last night, and I drink tequila like a Ooh. fucking idiot. And uh, and I, when I'm drunk, sometimes I'll buy things on uh, Amazon. I, it's not like it's not, listen. It's not like I, for, I I can't remember doing it. I remember doing it, yeah. but like I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have done it just be just willy nilly. What'd you buy? I bought you something. Oh sweet! And maybe this would be one of those angry podcasts you can do. Uh, I bought you uh, uh, von Mises uh, a nice hard copy of von oh, Mises. Sweet dude, uh, that's some it's some libertarian economic shit, Josh. But I uh, I'm hoping nice. Kyle will read it and then get Thank all you. super fucking angry. Well, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> At some point during this podcast, you guys got to help me figure out what I am, dude. What do you mean? Oh, politically. Like politically. All right. Well, we could definitely do that. Because I have no idea what I am, dude. I don't even know. Well, I mean, just from what you you said to me just there, I suspect that you will lean strongly kind of libertarian-ish. I mean, or maybe, or maybe, you know, we have to ask some some questions. Let's just fucking, this is segment number two. It's figure out what political affiliation Josh is. Have you ever taken a, like, a political compass test or anything? Never. You should. Um, I mean, but I mean, I'm sure we can figure out some stuff for sure. But well, there's basically a couple of questions. Um, well, you know what, man? It's really not fair to like because what my what, where my mind wants to go is try to try to ask questions that a that a conservative would agree with or try to ask yeah, questions. Yeah, but you're not gonna put baby in the corner, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I don't I don't want to even do that. I think mm, one of the first questions that I like to go to is. Do you consider people to be equal? I do. Okay. Um, so, in, in what way do you consider people to be equal? Uh, and um, like, like if I play a game of basketball against LeBron James, are we equal? No. Not in basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, are we equal? In, I mean, we are unequal in a lot of ways, you know? But is your opinion on – is there liquid water, liquid water on Mars just as important from you and LeBron James? It's equal. Um, yeah, well, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me ask a question because there's this idea that, that's, that's at the heart of – our political system it's called it's called equality under the law maybe that's what maybe that's what josh means yeah it's like when when you when you ask are people equal that's that's what i think you're asking are are you equal under the law are do people have the same opportunities are they are they they don't well that's true um no they act they 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 should though i feel like they should (laughs) yeah i mean i agree i mean i guess i theoretically agree with that they should um, I just don't know how you get there. I think that, uh, I mean, I think that there are definitely steps we can take to make things more, I don't know, um, fa- I don't know, fair seems like a stupid word, but, um, I, I, you know, I just think that, um, 
I'm overly qualified to answer any questions because <laughs> I feel like I'm 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 just as much connected to the black live being black in America as I am as being white in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really, like because of my upbringing, like I feel like I could answer for both. So there's a lot of people going to be upset about that, but I actually agree with you. So sure. let's so, so let's uh, so let's let, let, let me ask you a, the question from a different direction. Um, as far as government is concerned, just just having a government like the, part of what makes Kyle so interesting to t- to listen to is because he doesn't believe there should be a government. You know, mm-hmm. deep deep down, he believes we could figure out ways of doing the stuff the government does, and then we could get rid of the government, and it would be better. And he th- honestly believes that, and I kind of also believe that. Uh, although I think that's kind of like a pie in the sky idea. Um, I actually kind of believe that it's a pie in the sky idea too. I don't think that like we're going to have anarchy tomorrow. You know, I don't think we're ever going to have it. I mean, but I just think that we can increase the level of like autonomous decision-making that people make for themselves. You know, you realize how difficult this conversation is that we can't even figure out what questions to ask my brother to, to figure <laughs> no, out. I, no, I'm, listen, I'm following. I, I, I'm, I can subscribe to the idea of, of living in a, a country that doesn't have a go- established government. And I feel like most problems can be worked out. Mm-hmm. between man to man whether it's uh on paper or eye for an eye hell like, yeah either way like i feel like it could be done but i do feel like also at the same time that having authority however you want to call it whether it's the cops or the senate or the president or however you want to look, look see your authority and sure. your eye having it there does provide the sheep the sheeple of the world some some sense of protection i guess when it's false i mean really i mean these cops yeah. out here killing more people than they're for helping sure. on a daily basis for sure but i mean it, it helps them feel better i guess i think that uh i think if you got well you know if you like had the power to snap your fingers and get rid of the government um i think that uh, organizations that are considered criminal organizations right now, like the mob, would start, would like honestly probably do a better job than the government of taking care of people. Look at Russia. Yeah, their, their whole government is a fucking mob, dude. For sure. I and mean, you know, just fine. I don't think that's a very high standard, but I don't know. I don't know how much of that is propaganda because they want us to hate Russia. Like things in Russia could be like not that much worse than here and you know they just tell you all the time i don't believe that they are that much worse than here i just think that the hierarchy there comes from thugs and gangsters and mobsters. absolutely yeah and and i and that's so so and if you look at it like that it it can work i mean it's working Mm -hmm. i mean they are a world power so you you know what i like so much about about the just First of all, just having conversations like this, people don't do this anymore, and this is so interesting. This is one of the things that I'm replicating here is not is not necessarily lecturing. It's it's the conversations that we had when Grandpa would come visit. Oh, yeah. It's people from different generations talking, listening to stories, learning, and you know, I enjoy that so much. I can't tell you, and I think that sitting around the campfire and talking like this and listening to what people have to say and listening about their experiences is so valuable. So I, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this. But <clears throat> uh, but one of the things Kyle just said that blew my mind, because I never fucking thought of it, how naive, is he said, um, the, way that we've always, the way that we always think about Russia, uh, oh, I'm losing my thread, damn. Uh, you know, we think of them as like third world almost. <clears throat> um, no, it's nothing like that. It's, 
oh, it's never questioning that. Yeah. So like we we grew up in this sort of McCarthyist type of like the the remnants of this McCarthy era where the, the you know Rocky Rocky Four <laughs> you know Russia bad you know yeah. all the, all that stuff communism bad and that was like taught ingrained in us mm-hmm. so that I never actually asked the question um, might it really be what, might the quality of life in Russia might it actually be kind of like this and <clears throat> kind of like ours and we assume it's so much worse and that their people are oppressed no, because of I- it. I think the quality of life in Russia is probably better than it is in America. Damn. And I know that might come off real fucked up to say out loud, but I I mean, w- look, wouldn't surprise look what, me. Look what is going on in America. And we're not going to list it all. You guys know. Fuck Everybody me. knows. <laughs> right? So you think they're doing that shit in Russia? No, they're not. Do you know, do you know how many more women there is to each man in Russia? It's like a fucking porno movie, keep, dude, all the keep time. Keep talking. Keep talking. Hell yes. Okay? So, so, so I'm just saying, Russian women have to fight for the attentions of a man. It's almost like the opposite here. Like, the man's always trying to holler at the girl at the bar, and yeah. all the guys are trying to get at the same girl. In Russia, the girls are trying to get at the guys all the time, and it's the other way around, and it's because there's less of it. There's way more women than there is men. Mm. That's almost fucking paradise. If you ask me when it comes, right. And then, and I'm taking politics out of it. I'm just saying like day to day life, you have <laughs> more women than men. You have a government that their kind of regulations are be the opposite of what we are. And if you look how we are right now, the opposite of what we are, is kind of like where I want to be. I, I mean, cause we're I not doing that. real good. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And you know what? When it, you know what it seems like to me? It's like um, Russia is not as wealthy of a country as the United States, so they can't afford to be up everyone's asses in the same way that our country can. So the go- the government puts all these um, restrictions and you know the overreach of power and all the shit that they do that pisses us off, including going to war and, and putting soldiers everywhere to fuck shit up for no yeah. reason. All, we can afford to do that. <laughs> Russia can't afford to do that as much. So it's like it might actually be better in the sense that the government isn't as large. And, it, and it's funny because I would disagree with the style of government. I would say, no, ours is way better. But because theirs is crippled by not being as rich, yeah, I'm like, it, might actually, it might actually be better. Yeah, that's Fuck. very no, interesting. No, it's, it's probably definitely better. It's, you probably have more of a sense of freedom there than you do here that's right fucking, now. Like that's right in the year probably true. If you lived in the country in Russia, that's probably true. There's this idea about monarchy, you know, having kings and queens and shit that um, they call it the shade. And it's the idea that, like, if there's one guy in charge, he can't possibly keep an eye on everything. You Mm -hmm. know, like things are you you basically do what you want. You just do it privately, you know. Um, And I think that like like the idea that these people need to be doing everything like out and publicly anyways is like weird. Kyle just blew my mind again. (laughs) Again, he, he, he just made an argument that having a dictator, not he didn't say dictator, but I, what I'm saying is having a single person in, 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 at the top of the power hierarchy, whether it's a president or an, yeah, emperor, yeah, or an emperor or a king. Everybody. Yeah, I get it. I heard it too. That's amazing. So it's actually an argument for a concentration of power because then you have less judges, you have less, co- you know, uh, yeah. fucking whatever. That's fucking interesting, man. Yeah, man. Golly. That's like a Hans Hermann Hoppe, libertarian, you know. See, I know in a place like that, all you would have to do is just avoid the police, which which exactly. that's what we try to do anyway. Fucking a. So, because in a democracy, you know? then everybody is the is the emperor. 
in a democracy that everybody is the emperor, guys. That's the idea. And that's what we're supposed like to live emperor, in. Bob? I sure don't. Do you feel like, Fuck. Do you, Kyle, do you feel like an emperor? Uh, no, I do not. I sure don't. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I, mean, I would I like to feel like the emperor of my own life. I feel like that would be great. I don't, you know, I don't need to be the emperor well, hey, of much. That's a good question to ask. How do you feel about the government forcing people to get the vaccine? How do you feel about that? How do I? You asking me that question? Yes, yes. Like the, uh-huh. it's, and I'm not asking you whether you think the vaccine is good. I'm saying, what do you think about the federal government saying from the government you must get it? You don't have a choice. What do you think of that? I I feel like that is is chicken shit. I feel like that's uh, that's awful. That's that's everything against what this country is supposed to be. Okay, you're not the government. Not supposed to be able to force you to do anything. Like just about like they're they are not supposed to have power, especially over your body right. or what goes on in your house. Or you know what I'm saying? Like you're especially <coughs> not supposed to have that kind of power. Okay. Um. And and but but that's another thing though that's underlying everything that I feel like needs to be enlightened is this isn't a vaccine, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is not a this is not a dormant virus like polio that they're putting in you and this this is changing your genetic your DNA. This is mRNA. This is changing your motherfucking genome, bro. <laughs> and I'm not letting it happen. For sure. I'm one hundred percent with you on that. Okay, so let me let me put a let me put a little wrench in the gears and say I just asked you how you feel about the government forcing it, and I agree with 100% what you said. Here's the twist, and this is not exactly a twist because this is some people believe this. What if, what if that was the the only way to solve a international super crisis was to force everyone to get the vaccine? Hmm. Then how do you feel about it? Oh, that's a big ass capital if, isn't it? Fucking it sure is. Uh, if it was the only way, and the biggest if in the world, For if sure. it was the only way to make sure that people didn't die before their time and and, and 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 people wouldn't be sick and suffer, then I would do it and endorse it. But only if, in giant if, that was the case. And that's not the case. You'd have to be because convinced. Because what I'm doing then is I'm agreeing to genetically alter the human being. Ooh. Because that's what this is. This is not a vaccine in the traditional sense. Oh, jeez. This is altering the genome of a human being. Whoa. So so when you put it that way, my dude, when you put it that way, that the federal government forcing this particular vaccine is literally mandating an international change to the human species DNA. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Wholesale across the whole world. Motherfucker. Yes. That's exactly what they're doing. Jesus. They're, they're trying to force some type of weird-ass fucking Bill Gates uh, uh, evolution or something. So I, I I mentioned this to Kyle. I don't know if you got to the podcast episode yet, but I mentioned to Kyle the other day that that the people that said that the lab leak theory was credible, uh, the people who believe that, they said that the la- that the Wuhan lab research was, was uh, on longevity. It was research on anti-aging research of some kind and I told him I said wouldn't it be fucked up if the the virus leaked out and everyone everyone that got sick with COVID is now immortal <laughs> and and the vaccine is the cure so that everybody everybody will die like like they're supposed to and if we don't and if we don't make sure everybody gets the vaccine we're going to end up with a certain percentage of the population that just doesn't die that's crazy that's like a, that's like <laughs> an HBO like show 
I feel like it's in, in, an insult to the intelligence of the world to even call it a lab leak theory. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it came out of a fucking lab for hundred percent sure. <laughs> like, are you fu- this shit did not jump off a goddamn bat. Bat on, suit, bro. My plate. This came out of a lab, one hundred percent for sure, no doubt about it. So I want I want to point out here that <clears throat> that my uh, my brother. Who grew up? Uh, who grew up in uh, basically black black culture almost exclusively? Um, who who came from that 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 culture that leans heavily left and heavily Democrat, but also but also lived in a household with my dad who was watching Fox News every day, and so he's got a good balance a good balance between between both sides, and he. Has enthusiastic about the lab leak theory. That's a conservative trait. He doesn't like, um, uh, you know, government overreach or control over us. That's a conservative trait. So you're stacking up on the conservative side of the spectrum so far. But we haven't talked about social programs. We haven't talked about what responsibility we have to take care of each other. That kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about? Well, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, we're we're getting somewhere. (laughs) We're getting somewhere. So so I'm going to make the argument this way, and I. I don't mean to like put ideas in your head, but, but I have to do it this way. I have to describe it this way. So there was a time in this country not long ago when there wasn't a federal income tax. So you, the, that's the big tax that we, that we pay from our paycheck. It's the, big, mm-hmm. the biggest one. That's the one we file returns for so we can get our goddamn refund. That didn't exist right. very long ago. I don't think it should exist. I don't think okay. it should either. <clears throat> and well, so taxation is theft is another libertarian conservative trait that you just you just check mark there. So let's let's put that in the. Well, conservative I, I mean, I don't know. Do, would you I say think, that all taxation is theft? Tax, no, I don't think all tax. Listen, I feel that about federal taxation. I feel like if you're going to tax me on my purchases and my earnings, then it should go directly towards the infrastructure and the upkeep or whatever of my community mm-hmm. so Agreed. i don't feel like i feel like the government takes so much money from <laughs> i mean i don't need the list is too long to be easy to find a place to begin they got so many damn revenues that they don't need our taxes man and and they're just taking it almost like it's a tradition <laughs> that's the way i feel they're yeah. like well they're these fucking sheep are used to giving it to us so we're yes. just gonna keep taking it yep. whether we need it or not yeah I uh, I mean I kind of agree with that. I think that the smaller the base of taxation, the better. If we're going to be doing it, I also like the idea of like if the federal government is not taking all of this money from you at the point of a gun, then you have more money and you make like a voluntary tax system. If people have more money coming in their paychecks, that's, they that's might a be great idea. yeah they might be more willing to contribute just for their neighborhood. And that's like all it takes, you know. Uh, every neighborhood yeah. takes care of itself. Um, I don't know. It's just just an idea. But the but the but you know the one percenters or ten percenters, whatever you want to call them, the super duper wealthy people, mm-hmm. they don't pay their their fair share of taxes. And I know that's because they got better lawyers and, and and they can figure out how to not to and why do it if you don't have to. Yeah. I understand all your arguments. Basically, if I'm forced to pay a certain amount out of my paycheck. They should be forced to pay a certain amount of their profit. But do you th- but do you think that Donald Trump is like um, the type of person who was like not paying taxes? I feel like Donald Trump was a one percenter. He okay. was paying taxes. 
he, but he was paying the bare minimum that the law would allow. Yeah, dude, he would but find loopholes and ways to pay less. Don't you remember that one like that one story they tried to trot out against him where they were like he only paid this much in taxes this year and it was like 54 fucking million dollars. It's like more money than I will ever pay in taxes ever. I just feel like how how is 54 million dollars in one year not like an acceptable amount to take from somebody, you know, like, like how much more do you fucking need? Even though the guy's got a billion dollars, like, I don't know. It just seems excessive to me. Like this idea that billionaires don't pay their fair share. It's like, what is, what is your fair share of somebody else's money? You know? So well, it wouldn't be your fair share. Well, it would be the, it was the government's fair share. I think there's a question. There's a question we can ask here that might, that might help with this political question for Josh, which is the difference between a flat tax and a progressive tax. So we have something called a progressive tax in this country already, which means the more money you earn, the more taxes you pay as a percentage. It's not like everybody pays the same percentage. If you earn more, you're going to pay 36%. If you earn like what you and I earn, you're going to pay 15, 20%. So, so it's, that's progressive. So the more money you make, the more taxes you pay. It's, and people think that's fair. And then there's but, another- it's, but, but it's, it would be fair if the rich people paid their paid thirty six percent too. Yes, but the rich people ain't. Well, you know, you're right. You're right. You're you're, <coughs> you're throwing in a complication, but let's remove that complication. Let's remove the tax loophole conversation for now. Let's just say it doesn't exist, and you have a, just a progressive system that works the way it's supposed to work. So if I'm a millionaire, I'm going to pay thirty six percent, and if I only make twenty grand a year, I'm going to pay nothing, and if I make thirty grand a year, I'm going to pay ten percent. So it, it's a graduated a graduated scale, and the rich people pay more. Then there's another idea. This is how it works in Russia, by the way. It's called a flat tax. Everybody pays the same percent, period. Your tax return is a postcard. It's not complicated. There's no loopholes. Everyone pay. What, what do you owe? The, a flat tax is 20%. That's what you fucking owe. If you're rich, you pay 20%. If you're poor, you pay 20%. If you're a company, you pay 20%. It's the same. It's fucking easy. Is that fair? That's, that's amazing. Is yes, that, I think that's more fair. It's, yeah. it's more fair than if you're rich, you pay more. I agree. Yep. I agree. So that is a check mark in the libertarian box. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Because because even even re- Republicans aren't aren't going to argue for a flat tax. They want a progressive sure. tax. That's yeah, I, they do <clears throat> to, that's for sure. I don't want to act like when I said that comment about well rich people are paying their thirty six percent. I don't want to act like I'm in favor of that type of taxes. But that you were just that you laid it out, so you I mean you pitched it in the middle and I just swung. So <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, I don't agree with that type of tax. I I more agree with how Russia does shit. Yeah, it's twenty percent. Then it's twenty percent. That's it. Absolutely. You make you know ten thousand, you pay your twenty percent of that. You make fifty uh, hundred million, you pay twenty percent of that. Like yeah, it's so, easy. It's so, cut and dry. So hold on, I, I just I just I just want to add because we talked about removing the idea of tax loopholes and shit and all that. I just want to point out that our system doesn't work the way I just described. It's all fucked up because of, like like Josh said, the tax breaks and loopholes and, you know, trusts and all kinds of, you know, creative stuff people do to hide, you know, and, and, you know, profits and all that shit. In Russia, it's the same. Even though they have a flat tax, they still have, they still have loopholes and buddy-buddy relationships with, you know, people. And it's, it's still like that. It's fucked in Russia, too. But the point is, in principle, a flat tax is fair. <coughs> more fair than a, than a progressive tax. But even, even whatever type of tax it is, if it's flat tax, progressive tax, or just your 20%, in America, it's all just, it's always just 
comes down to let's make a deal. Like remember, like remember that example you gave of why you changed your majors in college when you went to the traffic court and they were trying to get you for the tailpipe in the tent. <laughs> yep. And it put a bad taste in your mouth that the lawyer said, "Yeah, let's not get him for the tailpipe. He'll pay the tent and leave it at that." Yep. All right, case closed. Yep. And and you didn't like that, no, because you thought that wasn't the way the law is supposed to work. Right. That they they just kind of made this deal and. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's even worse than that when you got when you say oh a bunch of backpackers. Yep. It's it's let's make a deal for sure. It's who's got the best lawyer. That's yep. how much you're gonna pay. Oh yeah. Me or you, if we got if we got back taxes, we're probably fucked and we're gonna end up having to pay all that shit. But the, but if you're rich or well off or even I don't even want to say rich, if you're just well off enough to get a good tax attorney, you know, you could get off paying five percent of what you owe and have perfect credit score again and like and I think that's a problem. Yep. I don't like that at all. I feel like that's a fallacy. So I definitely agree with you that it sucks that the the less wealthy people can't do that. I just don't think it's bad for uh, like these more wealthy people to fight against their reputations being ruined because they chose not to pay, you know, more than fifty four million dollars in a year. Uh, also, uh, income inequality and that being a pain point for Josh would be a check mark in the liberal direction. But keep going. Um, oh, you know what? I, where I was going before we started trailing off in this direction was to ask Josh about social, the social side of things. So yeah. I was gonna, I was trying to tee this up, and I, when I was saying that we didn't used to have a income tax, I said I was gonna say, but back then in those days. Um, the churches and the charities and the nonprofits did a lot of shit, especially the churches, like the Catholic Church. People people don't give enough credit historically to the Catholic Church. Josh, every hospital in the city we grew up in used to be at one point a Catholic hospital or a religious hospital. They've, they're now all, you know, like nonprofits and all that shit, but they used to be run by the church and the nurses were nuns and that was true of school too if you didn't have a community school you send your kids to the to the church and they would teach your kids for free and if you and if you got sick you got to go to the hospital and you know it was and this is a bad thing no that's what i'm saying there was a time when all of the shit like the health care and the and the education arguments that we constantly have all that stuff was done by private groups or by churches or charities, and we didn't need the government to do any of it. And that included food banks and soup kitchens and all that stuff. And today, the government does all of that stuff. And the churches and the nonprofits are just dwindling and going away, the ones that aren't corrupted and tied to the government. Too much, man. You know that kid on the playground that plays too much? You know, he's always bothering people <laughs> just trying to play too much. That's the fucking government, man. They play too much. Yep. They need to fucking just leave people alone. Hell and yeah. Leave our money alone. It's not their business. Dude, they need, definitely need to leave the money alone. That shit scares me. Listen, that, that is, yeah. that's a meme. We need somebody. I need someone to make a meme. Of, of my of my brother's face, a little a little bubble above it with like the Capitol building, and it's like the government is the kid that plays too much. I need that needs to be a meme tomorrow. All right, you're right, man. Yeah. He does too play too goddamn much. The president, play too goddamn the president. Much. <laughs> uh, so anyway, about the social about the social. The, the point I'm making here is, do you think because 
generally, if you're liberal, you think that, that, that pe- people suffer pe- and people need to be taken care of who can't take care of themselves. And it's like an empathetic thing, and, and it's, it makes perfect sense. You want to take care of, of the needy. I mean, if you, you, want to, you want to do that. You want to do nice things for people. You want to take care well, of people. Hold on now. Yeah. Hold on now. Yeah, pump, pump the brakes. Break, sir. <laughs> I don't personally feel like it's my responsibility to take care of people who can't take, can't take care of themselves. I feel like if I'm going to pay federal taxes, that's the money that should be taking care of the people that can't take care of themselves. Not me personally. Fucking A. So, do you, so then let me ask you a second question. That money that we're paying to the federal government to take care of those things, should the, should the, federal, government, should the federal government do that or should they hire someone to do that? They should do that. Okay, so that's a check more in the more in the big government direction. So that's, you're you're a mixed bag here, Josh. So some some people would argue that that a private company or or a charity, let's say, the government could give the money to them, and they would do a better job with that money than the government themselves. Well, see, for, um, uh, see, I do. I'm like a street mathematician. You, the money doesn't need to go in. You, the more times you pass around that money. It's like when you tell a story, how the story changes through yeah. every person. Yeah. That amount of money is going to change through every pocket, bro. Mm. And that's why you can't – I understand that a, a, a charitable organization or some other company could maybe be more suited to handle these problems. So the government and, and that light should maybe pay that company to handle it because they're more suited to handle it. But what you're doing is you're passing around this briefcase full of money. And it and keeps getting lighter, Josh. Every, <laughs> Huh? And the briefcase keeps getting lighter every time it every time it changes hands. Exactly, bro. Exactly, and it's just human nature, and 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 it's human nature because it happens, and even the places that it never happened, like church. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it happens. A, you know what I mean? Like that's a great point. Like I'm 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 a spiritual person. Mm. I don't really call myself religious because I don't believe in organized church. I don't believe in offerings and. Uh, and all that, like you know, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of that either. I, I, I think I could particularly remember part of the Bible where Jesus flipped the table over with all the taxes and offerings on it. Yep. The so I mean, he was against shit too. Yep. So listen, man, I love where your mind goes. I love how, like, I'm, I'm going to attribute it to the, to the, to, to, I'm going to call it practical wisdom. Some people would call it street smarts, but it's like. I've always struggled with this being naive. I always struggle with thinking that people are basically good and people are basically like me. And I still struggle with it because people aren't no, basically people good. people are fucking grimy and very, prove another one. Yeah, very few people are like me that, I, that I've met. So it's like uh, the fact that you're more skeptical like right away and you said, and you said that even in – even in church, where I'm over here arguing that that a charity like a church could do this job better, you're like, dude. Even in church, that offering is getting skimmed off the top. There's corruption even there. That's such a good point that I I'm just thinking I'm to myself. You, check out the check out the pastor's watch, bro. Take a look <laughs> at his car. So you know what I'm saying? He does not get that from his social security check. My pastor, uh, my pastor growing up drove a Cadillac. And it was just a small. Oh, yeah. It was just a small church too, man. So I mean, you know, it's, and, but, but it's full. But but your small church was full of sheeple, <laughs> and all those sheeple have jobs. True, and you know, and they're they're putting money in the buy in the offering, and they're giving money to their kids so the kids can learn how to put it in the offering. Joshua, and there's you know, what? Do you think that the sheeple should be in charge of who gets to be president? I I haven't believed for twenty years that that. Uh, 
that people, our votes count for shit. I believe it's a charade that's that's played to make to make you feel like you still have that power. I, I never thought that until until this last couple of years. I never thought that. That's how naive I am. I was convinced. I was convinced after uh, George W. Bush got the second election. Oh yeah. After that, I was like, oh, there's no fucking way. Oh, that's like, a good I, point. I was just completely convinced. Was that the Hanging Chad one? No, that was the first one. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so what I want to know is, despite whether or not we actually have a democracy here in America, which I don't think we do really. Um, I don't think we do either. So, but, but regardless of that, do you think that we should, do you think that like the masses of people should be able to determine what you as an individual do with your life? Do I believe the masses? of people should be able to make decisions on my life. Majority rules. Yep. Majority rules. True democracy. True democracy. So if, if there's, if everyone in this country if, decided we, that we should be communist, then it happens. If, and the big giant, if again, <laughs> like the, you know, capital I, capital F, F, F. <laughs> if we could have a true and honest democracy, and every vote counted and it was like really done right. And like, and, and all that was, and there was no corruption and there was no, you know, people buying politicians being bought. Cause you know, yeah, you know, it, I mean, you know, you could buy a politician, right? For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, you, you, know, you can buy scientists, that. you can buy doctors, yeah. you can buy you can, whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. you so, want. Exactly. So if in the true democracy, you can't do that. It's just, you just have one vote. That's what you have. Now, if you want to sell your vote, then sell it, but it's only one. Mm. So, that's you a, know what I'm saying? That's a, Whatever, that's, a, that's, but, that's a libertarian thing to say, I think. You uh, should be able to sell your vote. That's great. You should be able to sell your vote. Why the fuck should you? It belongs to you. <laughs> belongs Anything to you. That belongs to you inherently belongs to you, and you can do with what you please. I've, that's such an interesting idea, man. Yeah. Because... That would expose the corruption because then you wouldn't have to cheat the system anymore. It would be all in the open. Like, no, I'm yeah. just going to Look buy it. He bought 30 million votes. He bought 30 million votes. Yeah. God damn it. That's what we should do. Josh has solved the problem. <laughs> he solved the problem in 54 minutes on the podcast. God damn it. That's a good idea. Listen, I, here's another good idea. Now, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this. And I've said it before, Josh, so you're gonna, probably going to already know this. But I think... I think that people should rebel against uh, all of this um, racism that we're seeing being ramped up over the last fucking fucking ten years. That uh, we should re we should rebel against it from the other side and start saying start saying that um, we don't want to check white or black on any of our government forms any anymore. We want to be yeah. we, we want to be respected and honored for all of our all of our ethnic heritages. I want to I want to have seventy five boxes on that form so I can check my German, my Austrian, my Irish, my no, you know what I mean. There should be fucking one one box. Are you male or female? That's the only box that should be on the form. Morgan Freeman said it the best. I, I think I heard it on your podcast. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You want a White History Month? I don't want a White History Month. Nope. Most most black people don't want a Black History Month. This, now, before you rebel against, like in your words, all this, you have to also really think: What is this? Can this possibly be a psychop? 
like all this all this racism that's that's just cropped up and intensified in the last few elections. The, I mean, how much of it is for real? You've seen the tapes of the undercover officers breaking the windows, starting all that shit. Like oh, yeah. you, you see, you know what I mean? Like you guys know this isn't the will of the people that's making this happen. No, this there's there's definitely somebody holding the leash here, bro. And before I jump up and rebel, I want to know: Do they want me to rebel? Because they may. That might be what they want. Dude, I love where your mind goes, man. I love it. Kyle's on board 100%. He says shit like this all the time. I'm, I, I mean, I, I, I think that that's something that they definitely do. That is a tactic that has historically been used. Um, I am to the point where maybe I think that we should rebel anyways, like even if they, it is what they're trying to get us to do. You know, you, I, I'm getting to a, a fuck it point, you know. Do you think that the Boston Tea Party was a psyop? Dude. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't, I mean, maybe it could have been. It could have easily been. Sure, dude. it would have been it easier. Easily been. It would have been but easier then. That's a crazy thing to think about. I was just talking about this. They did the Boston Tea Party, a, a literal act of terrorism, over like what a two percent raise in the in the price of or the tax on tea. On tea only, yeah. And and like Biden is proposing like a driving tax. Okay, like a percent, like a. Uh, amount you have to pay for every mile you drive. Yep. I don't personally believe that Joe Biden has any cognitive thoughts. No, no. I yeah, think somebody's uh, yeah. telling him everything he says out loud. For, I mean, I've I heard mean, a lot of people kind of suggest that it's like Obama, that, you know, it's still like basically the Obama administration who's calling the shots. You know, that's very possible, dude. That's a lot more possible than just saying it might be possible. I think that's more likely the case. Yeah, I don't doubt it. These are all things that never would never occur to me. But as soon as you say them, I'm just I'm just picturing like Hillary and Obama in a bunker somewhere with a fucking radio and he's just with the fucking mic right in, right in Biden's ear. Mm-hmm. Golly, it's possible. And it would be a way for them to get around having lost the election. It would be a way for them to get around yes. the restrictions and how he many is, terms they can Joe serve. Joe Biden was a moron as vice president. Yes, he, he was yeah. a moron. He's been a moron ever since the second brain surgery. He <laughs> is like the, he is, he's like the real true life Manchurian candidate, bro. They yeah. have placed him there to be the puppet mat. Like, there's the puppet master, and he's Chepetto, bro. He, he, he's definitely Chepetto. He is the puppet. You think about how fra- you think about how frail of an old man he is, and how like just easily you could imagine him going before the end of his first term. I mean, he's fucking eighty two or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah. you think about that, and then you think about who is waiting in the wings to swoop in, and it's just another establishment Democrat, you know, like another another Democrat who goes out there and talks a big game about how much she cares about everyone. But then she's like a hardcore prosecuting attorney, you know, Kamala. Uh, yeah. She's a, she's a nightmare and she's just more, more of the same, you know, like more of the same bullshit Democrats, Warhawk, you know? Um, I mean, I feel like an ideal leader, whether it's a president or a fucking King or a fucking, just any type of, you know, emperor, whatever the, the, the best leader should be should care about his people almost to the point of tears should do everything he can for his own but not be scared to punch another person in the face if need to punch somebody in the face See, like that was the thing about donald trump that i really liked he came off like a douche with his twitter fingers and his bullshit i can understand all that but he'll punch you in the face like he stood for something and i believe that donald trump really cared about you and me on some level 
a lot more than Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, I agree with that. About what time he gets his fucking snacks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see that clip where he can't? He's like coming towards the helicopter. He's like, my butt's been wiped. Did you see that? No. So, I don't know if that's no. really what he said, but it but sounded, it sounded like, it. like he said, my butt's been wiped. <laughs> but uh, I've heard him on multiple occasions. I've heard him on multiple occasions say, uh, they told me to say this. Oh, they shit. said I can't say anything about that. They, yeah. Have you heard oh, him say yeah, that? Yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. It's fucking rough, man. Now, come on. What what type of president of a country has a they back in the background Dude. telling them what he can't, cannot say and do? Dude, as a guy Who who's as a guy whose grandpa just recently died uh, and had Alzheimer's and dementia and like went from being like literally the most competent male role model I've had in my life to being just a mess, you know, just like completely scatterbrained. Um, it, it makes me sad. I, I fucking hate Joe Biden. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it makes me sad. It makes me feel bad for him. It's just this fucking confused old man that they're trotting out in front of the entire goddamn country. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's dark, but it's funny. I mean, you, you know what it reminds it makes me feel bad too, and it is funny. You know what it reminds me of? the one where he tripped up the stairs to Air Force oh, One yeah. like four times. Y'all see that one? They blamed it on the wind. Like, that makes it better. Like, the wind blew this old man down, and that's good. I mean, let's let's be honest, bro. Joe Biden is not about to punch Russia in the face. He's oh, not yeah. about to punch China in the face. He's yeah. not about to punch Iran in the face. He's yeah, not dude. about to do nothing. He's, Imagine, not, he's not about to bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> nothing. He's about to do nothing. Imagine like a UFC style fight between Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden. How how that would go? Wouldn't go well. Oh, it would be a fucking beatdown. It'd, it'd be like uh, what was that old claymation shit on MTV? Celebrity uh, Deathmatch. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. Putin that would pull be his great. goddamn arms off and beat him with the wet end. You're right about that. Hey, let me let me ask you a question before I forget, um, Josh. How do you feel about the idea of a universal basic income, where where, where the government pays every individual adult citizen a certain flat dollar amount? Everyone gets the same minimum amount. So even if you never even if you never work or ever have a job, you're always going to get you know twenty thousand dollars a year minimum. Um, if you work, I you, believe. Well, if you're willing to work, there should be a minimum. A, Minimum wage should be like eighteen dollars an hour, at this point. You know what I mean? I feel like it should be like between fifteen and eighteen dollars. Like I feel like pushing the broom is worth that in this economy, and it's not. It's way less. It's sad, but mm-hmm. um, you're. I'm. You know. I just went off track there. I think your question was, do I believe this should be a universal basic again, in, a, fixed, a universal, universal basic income? income yeah. Uh, and that means if you're not working, if you're not trying, if you're a bum, if you're a bum and you say, I don't want to do anything, you get $20,000 a year. If you are, dr- uh, if you're, if you're a drug addict, if you get crippled and you can't work, you're still going to get $20,000 a year. If you're healthy and you, and you get your 20 grand from the government, you can still go out and work and make as much money as you want. But if you ever get on fall on hard times, if, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you can't work, you're still going to have a guaranteed certain money coming from the government. Dude, that is such a hard question. It is a hard because question. What did you say? It is hard. Not a hard question. It, it is. I agree. It's hard. That's that's the hardest question that anybody's asked me in a long time. Because, um, I mean, if you put yourself in, in all those different areas, you could see how beneficial and how unbeneficial. Yeah. At the same time, it's, that's a, dude, I can't answer that. I'm not educated yeah, enough. But, you know, it's, it's like if we tried to have this practical conversation, you could say stuff like, okay, if we had a UBI – then we could get rid of Medicaid. We could get rid of, you know, food stamps. We could get rid of, uh, you know, like, 
could we could what but could, you couldn't get rid of capitalism <clears throat> though and that's the bad that that's the thing that's the dark cloud above it all fuck the incomes it's the capitalism bro if 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 these companies can charge whatever the fuck they want to charge you know what i mean and and make money off your email address and capitalize on every little piece of everything that's that's you know who cares if you get an equal income or if you're rich or if you're poor right i mean what what's the alternative I just, I just what, what, uh-huh. well i'm i'm not i'm not sure if you're if you're um if you're in favor of capitalism or if you're bashing capitalism, what's happening here? I'm bashing it. Oh, you're bashing it. Well, okay. It's, well, I mean, I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like when I'm putting myself in individual places of individual, like, ranks of shit. Yep. If, if, if I'm a business person and I'm doing well and I own a company and I, I'm, I'm probably going to be more in favor of capitalizing on every little stray of income and everywhere I can capitalize and da 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 because I'm a businessman. And, right, they're, but, and they're and they're greedy. They're businessmen are greedy, right? Yeah, they're all gonna agree. But when you get to the point where, hey, you know, I don't got shit, and why are you making money off my email, selling my email address, but I can't make money off me selling my email address? Like, you know what I mean? It's like then I'm like, hold up. Yep. Yeah. No, I just feel like I'm, I don't. I can't find the word. I, 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 people are out there profiting <laughs> off. Of things that belong that don't belong to them. No, I I, I agree. I no, I agree with that. Um, where do we start? Where did how we got off onto a tangent? Where did we start, Kyle? Ca- I mean, the capitalism. No, that's not where we start. Oh, the UBI. The UBI. Yeah. What? Well, so so it's way. More, the point is, it is a way more complicated topic. But there was a guy that ran for president, Andrew Yang. He ran for, as as a Democrat, and that was his platform. His platform was, hey, how about we have a UBI? He didn't. He didn't say. I mean, like, like there are there are arguments that are that are persuasive. Like I could even me. You you could even convince me that a UBI is a good idea if it meant that um, we could get rid of a bunch of these more more expensive programs, or if it meant that we're not going to spend as much money, waste as much money because we. We do waste tons of money on the military and on social programs like you would not believe. Oh, it's unimaginable. I'm sure we could all three agree on this, though. It's probably worth a try. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it might be. But but can you imagine the fucking difficulty it would be in figuring out? Do you – well, even if you just said let's add a UBI to – the taxes we already pay. Let's just add this. We're not going to touch Social Security. We're not going to touch Medicare. We're just going to add this. Mm-hmm. We could try that, but and, and it might be a better idea than like the uh, three three point five billion dollar infrastructure program they're trying to pass. But God damn, that stuff's over my head, man. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't get that deep into it either. But um, I don't know. I mean, I I think one thing that I try to just I, I don't know it's like a, a a mode that I try to operate in is that I want I know that I'm not going to be able to create you know the perfect anarchist world ever probably right so what I want to do is move the needle in the direction of what I want you know in any way I feel like that's good any way that I can move the direction of that needle towards less authority uh, I think is good so if the universal basic income does that in some way, then I guess that I would be for it. Um, but my initial instinct does lean towards no. Um, yeah. yeah. People will argue that it give, the money gives people a certain amount of freedom they wouldn't have, and maybe mm-hmm. that's for your, you know, f- on your side of it. But then people would argue that um, who's, who's paying it? 
Yeah. It's the it's the authority that's paying it. So as long as the authority's paying it, it's just like a bribe. But it's not really the authority. It's it's tied to the people. Well, that's true. That's also true. See what I mean? I just fall right back into these uh, patterns of uh, these fucking patterns of thought. Yeah. And Josh Josh is there to say no, no. The government is not the same thing as the people, sir. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> oh boy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but another thing with the UBI is uh, like. And I feel like this should be the main argument, um, and it should be the first argument that the people arguing for it should have to answer, is where is this money going to come from? Mm -hmm. um, because that's a lot of fucking money to be paying out every year for, you know, from now on, from now on you know? Uh, that's a lot of fucking money, and taxing is one thing, and I'm completely opposed to that, but another way that they would do it is they would print more money. And well, you you're forgetting about something though. What? Our government gives other countries oh. crazy oh, amounts of money yes. for sure for no fucking reason that I can see. Yep. Every year, and oh. if you t if you stop doing all that, we'd have plenty of money for the UBI or GI. Or see, that's, th that's a strong argument, man. We just gave billions yeah. to Israel for their own national defense. Mm -hmm. We gave it to them free money, guys. Here you go. That, it, yeah, and that's not just Israel, buddy. I know. We're, giving them, we're giving this shit out like oxygen. It's it's worse than just it's worse than just Israel because it's countries that it's countries that explicitly hate us. We're also giving yeah. money to Pakistan. We're also giving money yeah. to Jida. You know, golly, yeah. man. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Israel gets off the hook a lot. I think that people think, oh, you look at the dollar amount that we give to Israel, and it's not. They're like, oh, it's less than we give to some other countries. Um, but then you look at like the military assistance and they're our strongest ally, Kyle. You also have to remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I see them as like, um, I don't know, some country that we're like, we. I mean, Saudi Arabia is a pretty strong ally of our twos. I mean, I mean, granted, they're like a fucked up, you know, authoritarian dictatorship, but um, yeah, and they're all pussy too. They're all pussies. Yeah, you you heard it here, guys. <laughs> you heard it right. You heard it here first. Saudi, yeah. Saudi, Saudis are the pussies of the Middle East. You haven't they heard. Started, they don't want no smoke. Listen, the Israelis are our strongest ally because just the Stuxnet thing by itself. Are you guys familiar with that? No, I'm not. I don't. I don't know what oh. you said. I couldn't. I couldn't really understand I said it. Stuxnet. I don't know that. Stuxnet virus. Are you familiar familiar with that? No. Is it what is it? Ransomware or something? Uh, you know. All right, check it out. So Iran was enriching uranium, okay, just recently in the last – I think Obama was the president when this shit mm -hmm. was going on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they had the centrifuges and everything. They were so close. They were enriching the uranium to make the warheads. And yeah. we had uh, an, an Israeli operative infiltrate the, uh, the building mm -hmm. and – just with a thumb drive, with an American virus on a thumb drive called the Stuxnet virus, stuck it in a fucking oh. computer. Then they couldn't control the RPMs on the centrifuges. Hmm. So, like, even you know the button, the oh shit button, the big red button, <laughs> it perfectly stopped. Yep. Yep. Even that didn't work because of the Stuxnet virus. So it caused a meltdown. Did it they try unplugging it? It set them back twenty years in their nuclear progression. Jeez. Now, without Israel, America would have never been able to do that. Why? All the centrifuges were underground. They weren't bombable from a drone. It's not like, you know what I mean? But I just don't understand why we have the right to do that. 
we have the right to do that because they're Ayatollah or whatever the fuck you call the president over there. I well, don't even know what they have a president, but yeah, I mean, the Ayatollah is like the religious leader of the country. But you're good. Keep going. He disconnected. He disconnected. Well, and so we're just going to keep recording so everyone can see there's sometimes there are technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. It's possible that this guy, um, his phone died, but let's just find out. I'm going to call him get a call him back. Josh on my phone. Here we go. Joshua, there you are. And there you are. Let's try it again. Damn, that's how you feel, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So we went ahead and recorded through the entire calling you back process. I just, I I didn't know if your phone died or if you lost your signal. That's just, it's out here in the country, bro. I just lost you. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, man, I want to be out in the country. I was just thinking about, hey, let me ask you that question. Do you ever, like, come out in the morning, sit out on the patio and listen to the birds and quiet and look at the trees? Do you ever just enjoy that? Every day. Every day. Beautiful. Drink your coffee? Yep. Is it awesome? How much space do you have out there? As much as I want. I don't use very much of it. But. Dude, you used to get some chickens, bro. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do, man, is have some fucking, like, two or three chickens. I would love that. A fucking goat. The way you said that was like, you're, like, mad passionate about owning chickens. Like, you should get some chickens, bro. Dude, you gotta get some chickens, man. That's, like, the sign of success for me. It's, uh, like, uh, how many chickens do you have? I'm, I, I'm with you. I, I would love to have a, a little bit of land and to have my just to be able to go get eggs in the morning, fresh, okay, hey. fresh from the chicken's ass. That would be oh, amazing, yeah, dude. And know for sure that there's no steroids or antibiotics in it. Yep, dude. One thing that if I could go back in time and like have like whisper a direction in my ear when I was younger, it would be like doing some kind of like efficient, sustainable farming, like some kind like. Uh, you know that dude Rogan had on who was like all about like he like moved the pigs around and shit. Yeah, do, did you did you hear that one, Josh? Where where the guy came on Rogan and he said he, uh, in order to like have the most natural like these like these animals are wild and not and not contained. He he his farms would move so that the, or the enclosures would move so that the animals could basically graze. They, they were always contained, but they could just graze because it would move I around. Think, I think I do remember that. Yeah, he moved it around for different reasons, too. It was also, it was to, it was for the agriculture of the ground, yeah. yep. as well as for the pigs to feel like they're in a new area as, to keep them mental health, mentally healthy. I, know. All, I think I remember hearing a, a, like probably like an hour of that was. Yeah, yeah, that was a great one. He would do it in, like, specific orders, too, because, like, the pigs would, like, churn up the ground so then the, all the worms would be showing. Then he'd bring the chickens in oh, yeah, so that they eat right. all that shit up. Yeah. Um, that, I can't remember that dude's name. They both of them would fertilize. The pigs would fertilize yeah. and the chickens would fertilize. Yeah, absolutely. And, fucking, yeah, and then you could grow the dope corn. And, that yeah. type of shit is interesting to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wish that uh, I wish that I had. I got to get, like, a bigger yard. Yeah, you can still learn. I wish man. I could be like fully doomsday prepped. Fucking a, you know, like like fully prepped. But there's like, all kinds of man shit that you don't know how to do because I don't know how to do it. I, I, do you know? I don't know if I could start. I'd know for sure if I didn't have a if I didn't have something that I can make a spark with. There's no way I'm making a fire. There's yeah. no way no, I will, my, my family will freeze to death. You'll figure it out. I have no, to open. I have to open up my belly this, like in Star Wars and listen. This, <laughs> this goes no. This goes back to your insecurities, man. Yes, you could. All right, let me give you a perfect example. It does. Yeah, go ahead. There was a few years ago, I think Kyle was even there, and Matt. 
not for the not for the conversation, but for what happened afterwards. You called me and you were like, Josh, I had this dream that you know I had to protect my family and I was beating on this dude and it, I, could, I couldn't even hit him hard enough. It wasn't hurting him. He's yep. laughing at me. Yep. And uh, and and you know, then he he hits me and I was like, I'm in the hospital and shit. Like, yeah. And and, and and I had you come over. I was like, we're gonna box. I'm gonna show you that it's not a big deal to get punched and it's not a big deal to punch somebody. And I remember a funny kind of ha- backstory to this is we in the kitchen on the, at the at grandma's house mm-hmm. when I had bought grandma's house because yep. he said don't get no street names. So you know uh, what I'm talking about. Yep, now. yep. Uh, as soon as I first glove went on me, <laughs> you weren't even paying attention. You were helping put the glove on, I think. <laughs> As soon as the glove slipped on my hand, I jabbed you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Just I, oh yeah, you remember. I know because you, you you were so mad. I, I the, the the look on your face was like all I could do was put my guard up. I just thought you were going to hail punches off <laughs> because I just the proof the proof in the lesson there was. Oh, look, see, it didn't kill you. Didn't did look. Didn't hurt that bad, did it? Like, yeah. You know what I mean. And you had to get past your your rage for that moment. To I, learn. Oh man, I got stuck, and it wasn't no big deal. <laughs> so I, then we went out in the yard, yep. and we started boxing around. You know, I boxed with Kyle a little bit. I boxed with I don't know. I don't think Matt participated for some reason. Yeah, but he was there. I think I boxed with you a bunch. Yep. And I thought the funniest part of the whole day was when you got a good combination off, and <laughs> your friends missed it. Oh yeah. I re- oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, man. you got me with like a three punch combo, which I did not expect from you. It was like really good, well formed, and like hurt me. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> nobody saw it. <laughs> I remember from that day I was boxing with you and you know, just like it, you know, it happens when you're when you're sparring with people, you fucking connected on me, man, like right in my face. I mean it didn't really hurt like like to your point, it really didn't hurt that bad. But it was just like a solid connection, like straight to my face. And that's a lesson that I learned very young. And I don't think Christopher ever did. And, you know, to this day, he he blames me as being some like bad guy, big brother that beat him up all the time. But I was really like doomsday prepping me. Listen, for, listen for, there, there's you know tr- I mean? there's truth in that. And there's and there's. Truth in my perspective as well. I can give you an example, but it's embarrassing. But um, but I, I want to say you're blowing my mind right now because this is what I mean when I said having conversations is so important. I never would have heard this perspective from you if we didn't have this talk. If we didn't decide we were going to sit down and have a talk for a few hours. Um, and you're making a lot of sense. And I want to tell you I agree with you in retrospect today that what you did when you punched me in the face and probably when you when you punched me many times growing up was exactly that. It was it was showing me that the fear is the, f- the fear is a bitch that the fear is a bitch that you can look you can look the, the dragon in the eyes that it's not going to kill you and that's an important lesson and it's one that I have to continue to to learn I have to continue to relearn and and it it may very well have something to do with the way we were raised and I never considered that and it puts things in perspective it makes me feel a lot better about my own insecurities because they're fucking terrible and it makes me feel better about getting beat up by you growing up. So I, so, so I, I appreciate, I appreciate there, that. I mean, listen, there was never blood, bro. I never beat you up. Okay. <laughs> I might've, you know, I might've, I might've pot shot at you or, you know, knocked you down or, you know, maybe, maybe even punched you or something. 
Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe well, I beat on you. Well, but no, no, I, there was well, never well, blood. You're, you're right, you're correct, correct. You are right, you are right, you are right. I'm going to give you one example that's an exception that sticks in my mind. You tell me if you, <laughs> if you even remember this. Because I did shit, I did sh- little brother shit that, that I deserved to get whipped for. I, <laughs> I took shit from your room that I wasn't supposed to take. I wore your clothes that I wasn't supposed to take. You know, jo- Josh, had, Josh had VHS porn when nobody could get porn. <laughs> so, I, you know, there was, there was valuable things in, in Josh's room, in his lair, and I had to sneak in there and steal it. And if, he, if I didn't get home quick enough to get his FUBU t-shirt oh, off yeah, and in the laundry, I was getting kicked in the throat. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But, I, I, but I'm going to tell you a story, Josh. You tell me if you even remember this. I think, I don't know, man, oh, what age I would have been. I guess I would have been like 12 or something. We were living in Reynoldsburg. We were living in the, in the other suburb. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, back, back home. So we, that's how, you know, put yourself in whatever age that would have been. Um, I was dating Kim. I was dating Kim. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was like 12 years old, so whatever. That, it's not, you're not dating. It was just I had a friend that was a girl, and we would kiss each other and hold hands. Yeah. And uh, it was that thing. And I, I, you came home one day. She was over. And you, I don't remember why. Because I, I don't remember why because it, so, it, was, it was such an awful experience. But you uh, threw a pillow at me, on a couch pillow. And then as soon as I caught it, your fist came after it. So you knocked me. You hit the pillow, not me, but you knocked me into the couch. And then I'm holding the pillow, and you just keep hitting me. So you're not exactly hurting me, but you're but you're hitting me, you know, over and over and over again, so that I can't get up. And I don't want to look like a bitch in front of my girlfriend. So I'm trying to stand up to you, but you're but you're way bigger than me, and I can't do anything about it. And I, it just goes on long enough till I'm crying in front of my first girlfriend, in front of her, no, I, I in think front I remember, of her. I think I remember. I think I remember. The, I don't remember her crying. But I remember she the didn't reason. cry. She didn't cry. I cried in front of her, like, I like a little the bitch. For it, I'm not, I remember why I put the pillow there. Dude, uh-huh. I remember. I remember this. Well, go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Um, I had. You were just about the age where you could get away with wearing my shoes, and I had these uh, K Swiss or something. I forget what kind of shoes they were, but yeah. I would switch the colors of the laces to match the colors of my shirt. You guys fucking always loved shoes, man. <laughs> and I still love shoes. I still got a sneaker let's collection. T- let's but, talk about shoes um, later. Okay. Go ahead. But, no, nah, but listen. So, you just got to the age where you could wear my shoes. And shoes are something where you can get off and get them off real quick and, and get yourself out of the line of fire, um, you know? It's not like a shirt that you got to hurry up and take off and make sure it ain't wrinkled to put back on the hanger and put it in the closet. Yep. Make the closet like you didn't get in. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was, it was, a, it was a shoe thing. I, I think it was the K Swiss, but it was me. We got into it a couple of times that week about don't wear them. Be, if you're gonna pick some shit to steal and wear, don't wear the all white shoes, please. I'll fuck you up. They're too hard to keep all white. We had this conversation and we even thought about it that week. <laughs> okay. And then I come in the house, and the K-Swiss are at the bottom of the stairs with a fucking mean scuff. Oh, I'm so. talking about it. It looked like somebody took a black sneaker and just stepped on the toe. Mm. Like, it's just a mean scuff. And you're up there with that girl, and I fucking turned. I just, I was in tunnel vision. Mm. And I, I remember <laughs> I better put something in front of my fist so I don't hurt this little kid. But he's got to learn. He has done fucked up my white shoes. And we already talked about it. He did it anyway, a third time. 
So now there has to be a physical repercussion, but I can't put him in the hospital. So here, take the pillow, wham, and then take this. Wham, 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 wham. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I remember why the pillow was involved, and it was because I didn't want to hurt you for real. I wanted to scare you for real. I wanted you to understand that you had crossed the line not once, not twice, but a third time. Uh, and that- but I don't, I don't remember her um, – being traumatized in any way. And I don't really remember you crying. Uh, uh, you may have though. I, don't, I just don't remember it. So how many years are there between you two? Five, five. Okay. So that ladies and gentlemen was the other side of the story. Yeah. There's always an other side of the story. And I, and I didn't remember those details because I was so traumatized by having, by having been put in a situation where I was crying in front of the girl I liked. It was all about my ego being damaged. It was all about the, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, embarrassment but worse than that what's the word i'm looking for um shame shame yeah it was exactly it was it was like i'm supposed to i'm trying to be a man here and now the the girl i'm trying to prove it to she knows i'm not a man i've been revealed i've been exposed for the (laughs) pussy that i am nobody is nobody nobody is perfect dude and if those there's if i could have been more of mind in that situation then you're then i would have prolonged the beating but you still gotten it but (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I just wouldn't have done it when I did it. I think that everybody's capable of making bad decisions, and that was definitely one of mine to do it in front of a. I wouldn't want to do that to you in front of your friend, let alone your girlfriend. You so, know, that's awful. Well, I mean, that's sometimes the I temper just gets the best enough. of you, though. You know, that temper flares yeah. up. Listen, I love you. Oh, dude, I was so mad. I was blind. <laughs> I blinded by No, no, dude. see, I, I can appreciate that, actually. In, in retrospect, it, I can appreciate that. And I also appreciate the. Uh, you know, like the other side of the story. I know it wouldn't call it an apology exactly because you, because you're, because you're not. I mean, because you said you, I would still got the beating, and you're right, I would have deserved the beating. Um, and, and I, you know, in that situation, I agree with you. Um, what I think is interesting, though, and what I want the audience to hear is that my brother pointed out that he was wrong and why he was wrong. And when people have conversations when they don't agree. That never happens. It takes a certain type of person, a certain type of enlightened person to look at themselves and say, look, that was fucked up in retrospect, and I shouldn't have done that, that, I shouldn't have done that specifically. Um, people don't admit when that they're wrong, and I just want to point out that you just did that. That's fucking amazing. I always, I always try to make it a point if I feel wrong inside to, to say it out loud. I don't want to be that guy like fucking, like, you know, like Jeff. It's always fucking right, know it all, cocksucker. Like, I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? If I'm wrong about some shit and it's, you know, both parties can tell in retrospect, hey, you're wrong, then I'm going to be the first one to talk out loud. Yeah, man. I've always been reluctant to admit that I don't know something. And that's been something that's haunted me through, like, work because I, you know, when you become an adult, you, your job starts to become fucking important. And if you're in a situation where you don't know what you're doing and you, feel like you can't say hey i don't know what i'm doing can somebody help me it's real it get the stakes are way higher mm-hmm. you know and so i i never like admitting that i don't know and that's something that my life would have been so much easier on so many occasions if i just would have been humble enough to say look i don't know can somebody help me yeah you know that's a hard lesson to learn it's hard for smart people especially mm-hmm. and I, and i'm one of those i'm one of those know-it-alls too and have been and i've been struggled with that in my life when you're a know-it-all it's really fucking hard to not know something because you know that's it's embarrassing. counter to your character yeah, ca- yeah. counter to your identity you know yeah. yeah oh boy hey man i want to talk about conspiracy theories and shoes <laughs> what do you what do you want to do first <laughs> 
I don't know. That's like that's both of them are my shit. So just roll the dice. Well, is there, Which, well hold is on. Is there any way we can tie them both together? <laughs> do you, do you know I actually have a way. Oh, Kyle, right, hold on. Before 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 you do, I, I also wanted to tell you, because I don't know if you listened to the most recent podcast yet. Did you know Kyle and I were start, starting to experiment with fasting in, in kind of weird ways? No, I I'm not it. So Kyle comes in here one day on, on the podcast and he says that he just went a couple of days without eating and just to see <clears throat> just to see what would happen. And then he was doing long stretches where he wasn't eating. Longest I did was like 38 hours, I think. So, that's called intermittent fasting. That's I know. I mean, I, I'm hip to it. I mean, I've yeah, never done it. Yeah, but but rather than doing like like 16, 18 hours, yeah, like, like kind of standard. It's been a little bit more extreme. So I did, I did um, three days with no food twice, three days, only water and black coffee, and then in, in between them, I've been doing one meal every other day. So every other day, that means. I spend a whole day at, at the house with everybody eating dinner, and I don't eat, and I'm fine with it. And then the next day, when it's dinner time, then I can eat. And that's the pattern. So I have five meals in a week to your 21. <laughs> that, that's what I've been doing. That's crazy. Um, what, do you th- well, first, what do you think of that, first of all? Well, I think uh, that somebody like me could benefit from that. Yep. But uh, I've received these weird-ass off-the-cuff compliments from people about how good you look it's the weirdest fucking thing yeah i mean it's so weird like mom's like well i just thank you so much because christopher looks so much better now and i'm like what i have finally had to ask what are you guys talking about grandma said it i'm like what are you what, what do i got to do with how chris looks yeah and they're like well he was so skinny and you were the only person telling him that and and he's he looks like a like a you know like a man should look, and he's not real skinny, and 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 you were the only person that was t- telling him that, and nobody else was. T- well, at least in front of those people, I was mm-hmm. the only person talking to that. Yep, you and my wife. Yeah, and I just remember that day, the one day that we really drove it home, uh, as you were doing the weight loss or keto or something, uh, you had come into town for some reason, <clears throat> and you were at your skinniest, I think. And you're wearing a, a Ohio State football jersey, mm-hmm. and you're sitting on the couch, and I'm across the room on the chair. There's probably twelve feet in between us. Yep. And I could see your fucking carotid artery beating in your neck. <laughs> I could see your fucking pulse from twelve feet away. That's good, I think. Now, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I jumped <laughs> on you. I said, "Dude, you're so fucking skinny." Blah blah blah. I said, nah, nah, nah. You know, I mean, I, I drilled it. I just jumped on, and everybody was there. Everybody heard it. The whole family heard me jumping on you about it. And so I think that's why I get these weird compliments from grandma and mom, and you know what I mean? Yeah. From they're complimenting me for the way you look, which is so fucking weird. It it is weird, but but just so just so everyone knows, I'm a little over six feet tall, and when Josh. When Josh is talking about this, I was 163 pounds. Yeah. So I was I was way skinny, and I and I couldn't really see it um, that as a problem. But then I got, but then recently I was as high as 215. So there's a there's a difference between you know filling out and looking good and and then being fat. And I was I was fat again uh, uh, recently. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 215 well, for me is well, too, too much. Well, our genetics in our family, our genetics in our family, you're never going to be shredded. Okay. But I think whether or not you think it's the right number or not, 
But I think about 205, 220 is where you look like you. I think underneath 200 pounds, you start looking a little weak. Uh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you like a little narrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your feet look too big and shit. Like your <laughs> head looks too big. You're hovering around the lower end of what he just said, right? So this morning I was like 200 pounds. Yeah. 200 pounds. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's a good spot for me. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a good mix of, you know, muscle to fat ratio at the moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, but that's just our genetics. Jenna had to get that shit surgically removed. Like we're all, we're all, we're always gonna have that little flabbiness on our bellies and shit, bro. Even if we lose the weight. Part of that is also that you have been overweight in the past. Like once oh, you are yeah, and you get yeah, older, well, there's yeah, no once, getting rid of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, once you've stretched it out. <laughs> Although they, they do out. say that fasting can actually improve elasticity in your, uh, I mean, you know, who well, fucking you know, knows? Maybe hold, it's like a cult. Well, but. You, you know, Josh brings up our our genetics, and I think that there's truth in that. You know, we're a very healthy family. <laughs> we are a big bunch, you know, but, but uh, and, or, and those that aren't big can easily get big. You know, it's like that kind of thing. But I want to say, as far as that goes, I think our genes, like where our family came from, I think starving is like good for us. And I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people in the world that are like that, that could actually benefit from health wise in all sorts of ways. If they just spend a little bit of time during the week starving, yeah. like we used to starve all the time and our, and there was things happening in our body when we were starving that, that doesn't happen anymore. It's like, maybe some of that stuff's important. Maybe we should starve a little no, bit. No, it's not maybe it's definitely important. And you're definitely right. You're putting too many maybes out there. <laughs> You know, through you know, early humans starved more than they were full. Exactly. You know, and I don't feel there's bad. A lot of work that went into getting enough food to to eat to do throughout the day. You know, there's a lot of starving. You ever heard of a dude named Christopher day. Ryan? I know, I know, Chris has. He's been on Rogan a bunch. Uh, he's a guy who wrote a book called Sex at Dawn. He's like a, I don't know, like a, a, a sex anthropologist. Um, you know. Uh, and he makes an argument that that kind of life was actually like way better that like the earth is abundant and it's not that hard to survive. Um, which yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's a different style of life for sure. I mean, you're not, li I mean, that's not really conducive to, uh, I don't think big city living, you know, when you're right. Yeah. It'd be definitely hard to do in a city. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could you could you could formulate a way to do it in a city if you were mentally strong enough. True. Yeah. Like I, mean, I gotta take this many paces before I can have this, or I could I have to do this much of this certain exercise before I can have this. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Or 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 make a rule that you only eat red meat once or twice a month because my ancestors only could catch a deer once or twice a month. So let me only eat chicken and fish until that once or twice a month so I get a steak. Dude, my my you know, idea. You, you could go ahead. But no, I'm done. Oh, no. I was just going to say that my ideal diet, like, I mean, if I'm being straight up, I can eat the same thing pretty much like every day. I'm a very simple, like, I mean, I like other shit. Don't get me wrong. But I'm if I could have, like, two good steaks and, I, like, one meal, like, a day maybe, uh, maybe less, like, two big steaks and, like, just a bunch of asparagus or broccoli. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like, that's that's fine. That's, like, all I, you know. So I think we would all agree that's all, that that's that's an acceptable meal, uh, but if you and I could eat that every day, no problem. After four, four or five days of having that, even the best, most expensive steak in the world, my brother would be like, "Filth! Bring bring me something else." 
What the fuck is this? Is that I don't true, like, Josh? I don't like the same thing. Yeah, I don't like that. But I, I mean, I've, I've been dabbling in the culinary world a little bit the last 10 or 15 years. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I love you cooking. Know, I, I can't live off pizza rolls no more like I used to. Uh, yeah. Like, what kind of shit do you cook? Um, well, it's, it all started off with just cooking all that meat my dad bought off a meat truck. That's how I got my nickname, the chef, when I was the uh, chef. like a freshman. <laughs> I remember that. It, it all started with that meat truck that my dad, I don't know how much money he spent. It was more meat that we could fit in our freezer. <laughs> we, we had to eat it, you know. <laughs> and so I learned how to cook, and I learned the difference between a steak that's done and a steak that's medium. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, before in my life, anytime I went to a restaurant, I wanted my, I wanted my meat cooked. No pink, <laughs> yep. no none of that. I want you know what I mean done Hell well yeah. done yeah well that ain't the way it tastes the best no. I only learned that in the last few years <laughs> how do you order them now yeah I order them now medium like yeah. if it's a filet or something, something bad I order medium I got the hiccup shit uh, on the podcast it's gonna be so funny I hope, I hope it gets bad I hope I sound like an idiot I go full rare <laughs> like pretty much every single time full rare yeah, my, my my wife does that. She she wants it purple and bleeding, you yeah, know, man. and that's too oh, much. Yeah, that's too much for it. me. But I will do I will do um, a medium rare most yeah. of the time. Yeah, anywhere from medium rare to rare is fine with me. Anything so above that, I'm with, not to eating. To go back it. to your question, what do I cook? <laughs> yeah, I I I cook anything you can cook in ten minutes. I'm oh. I'm good at that. Like a lot like of sandwiches, any type of breakfast, like oh, okay. any type of eggs, any type of omelets, any type of. Um, Bacon, BLTs, any, anything that can be done in 10 or 15 minutes, I'm excellent at. All right. It's, I mean, I can even do, like, long shit, like, you know, like put a pork roast in a crock pot with Hell potatoes yeah. and onions and carrots and seasoning. I could do all that, Hell too, yeah. but I don't yeah. like to. I don't like, you don't like, like to? I, see, I love no, doing I like, that shit. I like doing fast shit. Okay. Shit, I can get, get, get in there and get it done. I, I like that long day, low effort, that crock pot shit, man. You know, like a pot roast, baby. You know, you get you yeah, get that, that's, that's good eating. I mean, I'm not knocking that all the yeah. way. I'm just saying, it takes a long time, and I'm not a very patient man. Yeah, yeah. My my least favorite part of cooking like that is the dishes afterwards. That always fucking sucks. So you guys are you guys are talking about food, and I'm thinking about these steaks I had the other night. I had venison. Man, I thought we were going to talk about some conspiracies. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so uh, we were talking about something earlier, and I wanted to ask Josh. I thought it might be a segue, but now I've lost the tra- the thread. But the segue is basically about where the human race is going, what the future holds. What do you Whoa. think about that? Heady, Let's hear your bro. opinion, sir. Super heady question. What the future of the human race. Yeah, do you, like you know, I don't know where your mind goes. Like some, some people think that we're going to, you know, integrate with machines that we're going to be able to figure out how to make conscious machines or how to put our consciousness into oh, silicone. No, that's, all that stuff's definitely going to happen. There's no maybe. That's not a conspiracy theory at all. That's a foregone that's conclusion. Not a conspiracy theory at all. No, that we. I mean, we already. We're already fucking half cyber with the damn Google search and the cell phone. And yeah, dude. Fucking earbuds and shit. I mean, I was just talking know, to Chelsea. Terminators yet, but <laughs> I was just talking to Chelsea the other night about getting a flip phone and just like not doing it anymore. Yeah. I, I I really I think I'm going to maybe. What's the, what's the uh... oh you know I got my Twitter got axed. It's mm. gone. Yeah. No. Yeah. What happened? They didn't even give me a specific reason. It just said, um, I posted it on my Instagram that I took a screenshot of it. It's like your account is permanently suspended. You're in like view only mode. I can't like retweet 
a comment. You know, I can't do anything. Whoa. Uh, and if you click Fair on... Rules. Yeah, fuck them all. That's why we got none of that shit. Yep. I got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, nothing. I know. I might... I'm probably going to make another one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll, like, do this flip phone thing and just be fucking done with it because that does seem appealing to me. Mm. Like, do you know how much information the damn police can get off a fucking social media platform about you do you know how much and i'm just talking about local police i'm not even talking about the the federal government yeah give me a fucking Mm. break man you think about like the nsa what the fuck they can find out about you give me a oh dude oh my god they could place you at the scene of a crime because of a facebook picture you took on how you how is casting a shadow on your car. Doesn't that oh. seem like a Minority Report, that movie with Tom Cruise? Isn't that where he where you he gets you before you catch the crime yep. or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, but it just seems like that super high tech, like that. It, it, it to me, it seems like it, it. Well, I guess that wasn't high tech. That was like magic in Minority Report, but um, same thing basically. Um, it's just it seems like it's so open to corruption. Like the more high tech things get, it's it's like all these voting systems that are like computer based, and there's all this like you know weird shit that happens. Um, I don't know. I just I've got like a Ted Kaczynski vibe in me. You know, I just want to get well, rid of. Definitely, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I feel like votes should be cast on paper and counted by people. No computer should be involved. Yeah, it definitely opens things up to shadiness. Mm. Yeah, because anything, any program could be hacked, bro. Anything. For sure. For sure. Yeah, but people yeah, are, people are corrupt. There's out there. That's true. There, there are people good enough out there to hack to get our nuclear launch codes, bro, if they really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. They exist. Trust me. That's super scary. And our systems are so vulnerable. I mean, dude, we got these uh, electric, electric plants like uh, Niagara Falls and all that shit. <clears throat> Not only are the, are the uh, what do you call them? Fucking Tesla invented the damn uh, the, Niagara the, Falls the, the hydro, generators. Hi, hydroelectric, yeah, hydroelectric generators. Hydroelectric generators. The, the, not only are we still running those from 1920 or 18 or whatever, we just replaced one out of six or something. And we're still running them old ass things. And the, 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 the computer interfaces are from like the 70s, bro. Whoa. So, so, so yeah. yeah. So, so, and that, so you're talking about the whole power grid for the East Coast. You, even more than that, even that a fucking that a tenth grade any kid that plays Minecraft that knows how to write code could fucking shut down New York if they if they you know they got it in their mind to do it. You gotta wonder That's why it doesn't happen shit. more often. You know, it does because I mean, I think it's. I think the possibility is there, but it's being reserved for an act of war. I think other countries know they can do it; they're just waiting on the time to do it. Dude, but like, I mean, I don't I, like. I I struggle with what I should and shouldn't say on this fucking show sometimes. <laughs> but like, I am not a tech guy. Like, I I can I'm pretty good with tech, you know. But like, I'm not any. I can't. I'm not writing fucking code. Okay. Right. right. Uh, and if I could. I might do it. Like, I mean, like, you know, like, so I, I don't know. It just seems like uh, I, I maybe there's, be- but I mean, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you either. I think the incompetence of the people who are in fucking charge is always like amazing, but also like never surprising either. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so where do I see the human beings in the future? Yep. I see them being. Uh, predominantly 
Well, see, because I have a hard time seeing outside of my my country, though. Because yeah. I, I could tell you where I think people in America would look like and be like. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But I can't speak on, you know, because there's other countries in different states of of uh, development, yeah, you know, progress. Bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> but I see us probably being two classes, probably being either either you got you got money, you don't. So, like bottom feeders and rich people, no middle class, and most people are probably going to be fat because technology is going to do all the fucking heavy lifting. We're, probably, we're definitely going to be more intelligent, but at the same time, more dependent on technology. Yes, so I don't yeah, know I if that like would that. make you more intelligent. That might make you more unintelligent. So well, yeah. then why are you taking me down this rabbit hole? Let's talk about aliens or something. Let's talk about <laughs> a cool fucking experience. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, all right. That, that's also a good one because, because you're somebody – you're somebody like Kyle that's skeptical about the about the existence of God, but also super like interested in like a lot of these ancient alien type theories and uh, you like called yourself spiritual earlier. So yeah, so that's interesting. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I mean, is it true to say that you would consider yourself an atheist? Is that fair or no? No, it's not fair. So I believe I believe that there is creation that we are that there was a creator. I believe that there is an entity that doesn't live on this planet. Now, you could call it God. You could call it an extra alien. You could put whatever title on this entity that you want. But I believe that it oversees. I believe that this is an ant farm for something. This planet is an ant farm, bro. It's, nice. it's, a, it's you know, I believe that. How can I even start to say this? I believe that certain knowledge and certain ways of solving problems are unlocked remotely and certain people at certain times to guide our um, progress. It's so interesting. You know, know, (laughs) I do. I believe that, uh, you know, you, you, you guys know about like savant syndrome, like not like the people that are savants from birth, like, but the people like they bang their head head. all of a sudden play piano and shit. Yep. Okay. I believe that lying dormant in all of us, are different connections in the brain. And I believe that somebody, call it God, call it aliens, call it whatever you want, is tinkering with these connections. And sometimes we hit our head on the bottom of a pool and cross one on an accident. And then you got a, one of them savant syndromes. Well, now you can speak fluent Mandarin and shit. And you grew up in Jersey. Like, you know what I mean? I believe that. It's amazing. That Akashic Record type pond of knowledge is there. Many times as, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, as many times as I've bumped my head, it's fucking bullshit that I haven't, why can't I learn to be like a guitar master or something, man? Bullshit. (laughs) Well, just go practice. Dude, this one time. Go knock your head into shit. This one time I was I was drunk as a like a, a teenager, okay? I was like 19 years old, drunk off my ass, and I drop-kicked, like professional wrestling drop-kicked one of those punching bags that's got a bunch of water at the bottom of it, and uh-huh. I just landed on my head and knocked myself out. Ooh. I was, like, snoring so bad. Um, and, yeah, I, I, like, I just feel like I should have gotten something for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you earned it. Yeah. You got a short tag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, so let me re- uh, let me re- let me reel this back in. So it, so let me tell you what's interesting about this to me, Josh. Um, so 
I've always been interested in this kind of this kind of shit, and it's it's curious to me to hear you talk this way about it because I can see that there's some genuine interest that you've thought about it, you know, uh, uh, significantly. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you and I haven't really talked much about it, I mean, we've 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 had that like alien a- ancient aliens talk, but we've never really had this talk. So shout out to Giorgio so, Sukalos. So I agree. <laughs> so I I agree that I I believe in a creation. And I believe in a lot of the same shit that you just described, but I would describe it a little differently. So this is this is what I think. I think that when you say that there's an Akashic record of information out there and that uh, it's possible to unlock things you know, in the human brain like savant syndrome kind of by accident, that I believe the explanation for that is something something a little different. It's not that it's not that it's being controlled remotely by an alien or a supernatural power, but it or God. But it kind I of mean, it, don't it, put a label on it. Yeah, yes. Okay. But I want to put a label on it. I want <laughs> I want to call it I want to call it consciousness. And I, what what I mean is that consciousness is more than just the awareness that we have right now. It also includes I agree. it also includes the unconscious. It includes the that's what I would call the akashic record. It includes the potential for everything that's connected to consciousness but not accessible to consciousness it's it's part of it but we don't have access to it usually and if somebody has a brain oh, in- you have access to it all you want bro they make acid and mushrooms you can get them <laughs> on your zoo. We can get some access <laughs> if you looking for them keys i can hand them to you <laughs> i think there's some truth in that hell yeah i think there's some truth in that and so my brother is now the apothecary he's now the fucking shaman he's got the, he's got the answer <laughs> but uh, but no 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 I, but i agree with that i also think that Everything that exists is already everything that it, that's possible to exist. I believe that the Terminator 2 substance behind our perceptions, what's really there when you look out and see a human being or a wall or a dog or a, or a, or a fucking burger, the thing that's really behind that is the same thing, regardless of what it is. It's this Terminator 2 substance, this liquid metal, this something, something that I call potentiality. It's pure potential. It's all of the information. It's the Akashic record you're talking about. I think the world is made up of that. And I think that's what we are as well. And I think that's what God is as well. So that's a really weird way of putting it. But I don't think that, that there's an alien or a God or, or some other separate thing calling the shots behind the scenes. I think it's evolving naturally from our interactions with, with each other, which are really just our interactions with ourself. Because everything is the same. Consciousness is all well, there is. Okay, the, well, the one wrench I can throw in that, Cog? Yep is is just look at the progression of the human being in the last hundred years we were the same for 2500 years all the way until 1840 and then from there to 2000 and 150 years Mm -hmm. we got fucking airplanes and drones and cell phones and google and fucking i mean look where we i mean we were still hunting and gathering all the way until the 1900s bro we were still pulling horse and carriages I, so, so but my question places. is, my question is, how for thousands of years we be hunting and gathering and doing all the same shit for thousands of years, and then in 150 years we went from zero to 100. Yeah. You don't think somebody flipped the switch? You don't think somebody let some loose? I think that there are, I think that there are there are more than one example of that. Like there's something called the Cambrian explosion. You probably know know this already, but it's this time period in the archaeological record where it was like there was very few types of life, and then all of a sudden there was this oh. fucking explosion of different diversity of life that just came out of nowhere. Like yeah. there's what's the explanation for that? Yeah, yeah. 
I don't fucking know. But that's interesting. And the technology explosion is in another example of that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the fuck that is. But to say, to you say, know, while we're talking about explosions, yeah, and and, and technology and religion and Terminator Two stuff, and stuff <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. It, it, it brings me in a place in my mind where have you ever have you ever been curious and and, and paid attention and seen how sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes, religion and science are talking about the same exact thing happening at the same exact time. Oh, I love or, it. Like, sure. okay, all right, like check us out. Have you ever watched the, if you haven't, you have to watch the video. I don't, I don't know what it's called. It's it's the particle accelerator at CERN, yep. the large oh, one. Yeah. Yep, the it's large the hadron collider. Yep. The Higgs boson. Yep. Well, well, okay, okay. So tell me that ain't let there be light. Like, tell me that ain't, uh, you know, the Lord's looking upon the deep and Suddenly, let there be light. You tell Fuck me that yeah. when you see that boson happen and the light start to pick matter up and create planetary bodies, that happens right in front of your face, dude. I could not agree more. I'm going to fill that in with a little bit of color for the audience. So the Higgs boson, if you guys remember, a few years back when they when they discovered that it was the God particle that was the thing that they were making a big fuss about. And the explanation for why it's so important is that a we never we never had any evidence that it existed. We only theoretically thought it existed. And b what it was supposed to do was supposed to be the particle that gave mass to to. Particles. It allowed light to be to pick up matter, to pick up mass, to pick up mass. So, so it, it so it it's the thing that takes something that's that's that doesn't exist in the material world because it doesn't have mass, and it gives it mass. It it makes it real somehow, and that's that. And when they created one in the particle accelerator, and Josh, I didn't see this, but Josh is it, Josh is describing that you could see how once it could once it could generate mass, how it created. You know, it looked, dude, it was so awesome. It looked like a solar system. It had like a star, like the sun. It had like two or three of those. Then it had a whole bunch of, like the the way they do, they gotta slow it way down, right? So, because yeah. you know all this stuff happens in like just nanosecond, but they slow it way down and like everything's spinning, and then you see like these little spheres being created, which I I took to mean like to be like little planets because they were being created through all these, this little dust was collected in these little circles. Then the circle would get caught around the star. Mm. And, and it, it was just like, it was visualizing and seeing the damn universe. Yeah, the like, creation like, of like, the universe. Like, like the moment where gravity exists. That's amazing. And, and gravity is the thing that keep, that spins the planets in the solar system and the stars and the galaxies. It's the, it's the thing that keeps everything, holds everything together. <laughs> that's amazing. That's just amazing, man. God damn, that's amazing. Trippy, bro. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about some conspiracies and some amazing shit with some planets? All right. Let's, let's hear talk it. About, let's talk about our moon. Let's dun, talk dun, about dun. it. Why is our moon so close to our planet and don't hit us? No other planet got a moon that big, that close to it. No other planet in our solar system, nor any other planets that we can see, because we can see outside our solar system without oh. our telescopes and shit. So but it's a rarity. It's like a one in a trillion. Like, you that, know what I mean? That, like, that is interesting. I, I heard that argument made about the position of of Jupiter or something. Like, in no other solar system do they have a big gas giant in the place where Jupiter is. So like, there's some really unusual things about our solar system specifically. Yeah. And that is interesting. And I, the fact that our sun doesn't rotate. 
every or, I mean, our moon doesn't rotate. Every, all the other planets' oh, moons rotate shit. like they do. Do they really? Our, our, we only see one side of the moon all the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. move. It does not rotate like it should. It's, all the laws of physics are being broken by our moon not rotating. The Earth is clearly flat. <laughs> clearly what? Flat. <laughs> oh God! We live on a we live on a dinner plate with a like a uh, you know what a serving cloche is? Fuck no! Well, I don't know what a serving cloche. Okay, is. so a serving cloche is like a fancy thing at a restaurant uh, where you've got the plate and then you've got like that silver bowl with a handle on top of it that you like they remove and reveal uh, the yeah. food to you. That's a serving cloche. Okay. Um, so yeah, we live on a dinner plate with a serving. It's called the firmament in the Bible. Oh yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> and there's water above the firmament, and that's where the rain comes from. Um, yeah, the, I just I think that the earth's flat. Are Damn. you are you are you speaking on this like this is what you believe, or are you speaking on this like this is something somebody else believes? Um, Kyle's being sarcastic as fuck right now. <laughs> no, I, I know that. I uh, know that much. Um, I'm not ignorant. I no, that. so I don't. I mean, being I guess real. Uh, I don't believe that the Earth is flat, uh, but I also well, being real. You you agree that some people do? <laughs> oh yeah, some people do. But here's the thing: like, I I don't really believe that it's flat, but I also don't. I like, I've never been blasted off of this fucking planet. You know, I don't know. I've never seen it. Like, I, all I can do is trust that like the shadow of the moon is because the sun's over here and we're a globe and it like projects onto them, you know? Right. Yeah. And like, and the, the thing about the, the ships disappearing over the horizon, logically that makes sense to me. Um, but I don't know. I've never seen it. Well, I mean, look at the telescope at a, at a different planet. If, if you've never, if you've never been blasted off into space and you can't, you know, come to that conclusion with your own eyes with this planet, then look at another one. Problem solved, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Look at another fucking planet, dude. Yeah, I yeah, just, you don't see, you know, Mars ain't flat out there, brother. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of these people believe, on top of the Earth being flat, they believe that space is fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they make, you know, they make biblical arguments for it too, like that. Like I was talking about the firmament and shit, like that. Like a lot, there's a surprising amount of crossover between Christian and flat earth. Well, there's a lot of crossover between modern, modern science and, 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 and like religion too. Though. Oh, that's true. That's for sure. True. You know, I mean, you're going to, I think, um, all this stuff, all the knowledge is created by men and all, you know, and everything re- written and, you know, everything you can see is observed by man. So I think that all these things, you're going to find a pattern. Yeah. Because it's the same entity looking and reading and, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I, I, I imagine, God, man, it's so hard for me not to get hippy-dippy with you right now. I, I imagine, uh, you know what, I'm not going to do it. No? I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, Why? I'm gonna, you're too far not to do it. You have to, you're, you're like ankle deep it's because, in the pool. It's because my mind is going in so many different directions that I don't, I don't even know where to begin. And oh, man. So, all right, so... I don't, I don't even remember where I, where, where the thread was. Oh, so there's this, there's this idea that I have about trying to understand the, the connection between God and me. That's, that's what I, that's what I've always been interested to know. Like, what is God and what am I and what the fuck's going on? That, that's, that's always been my, the religious question that I, that I've been fascinated with. Um, and, uh, I had this thought one time that trying to understand, because I believe if, if you listen to the podcast, you fucking know this. I believe that 
that I'm consciousness and consciousness is God. And there's no difference between me and God and the, the, the universe and God. There's no difference. So I, I have this picture in my head of computer code. And that's made of God. Mm. And the thing that's reading the computer code, that is the, that is the logos. That is the spirit, the spirit from, the, from the book of Genesis that was on the surface of the waters. That's consciousness. That's you and me. And it's reading the code that it is. So there, that this is the picture that I have of the of the of the connection between God and creation. It's God is the code, and and consciousness is is the thing that's reading the code, and they're not different things. And this is sort of the idea that I was that I was. But how can one, How can they not? How can they be two separate things? If one's creating and the other one's reading it, then they're two things. But see, that is the mystery. That is the mystery of of perception that's the mystery of perception right there it's it's that the world seems to be the way the way it seems to be and there's absolutely zero proof that it is that way and things like quantum physics tell us that you know the the moment you realize that there are people that are colorblind and don't see the world the same way you do then you then the the rug gets pulled out from under the the, our perceptions. I can't trust what it is that I, that I experience because other people don't experience it like me. As soon as you know that, then, then you can have no confidence that, that the, the world is as it seems to be. And it opens up this big window for magic and God. And nobody wants to fucking look out that window. I just want to hang out there. I look out, out that window with you. I, I look out that shit all the time. <laughs> That's where I live, man. I live on the windowsill. Like a fucking cat, like a cat, just looking, just sticking my nose up, looking up in there. Um, what we call that in the hood? We call that freaking sneaking and wind peeking, where, you, where you're doing too many drugs, or you're doing too much coke, or did too many shrooms or something, and all you want to do is fucking hide and look out the fucking blind. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, th- or fuck, freaking sneaking and window peeking. <laughs> all right, somebody else has to talk now for a minute. What do you got? Uh, I mean, what, what do you think about like Q type shit, Josh? Oh man, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, well, at first I'm going to kind of have two answers for this question. Okay. I respect that. Topic. Um, the first one is I believe and still kind of do believe that, <clears throat> During, during Trump's presidency, that if it wasn't Trump himself, which more than likely it was, with his own his Twitter fingers, <laughs> or somebody in his very circle, maybe one of his sons or a, or a general that was super right and was like one of his butt buddies. I don't know, but there was too much. Um, remember when them Q posts? Remember when the people started demanding proof? And so then, then the, the Q post would say like, well, the president's going to say this word specifically oh, yeah. at this time. Remember? And then, the, then he would, and you'd be like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> this shit, maybe there's something to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Well, there was, there was that whole time where I thought that there definitely was somebody involved with our government very high up, whether it was Trump or not, or general or one of his kids or somebody sure. that had this level clearance that was putting Easter eggs out there Q at Q drops. Yep. Yeah. Q level and, and was doing these little Easter egg drops. I believe that for a long time. And then, then something happened. And I don't know if it was 
that person losing, maybe losing their clearance or not being in that circle or something happened to where all the Q shit just began to appear so phony and fraudulistic and fucking like almost almost on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose, on purpose. Yeah. Misinformation is on purpose. Like it, 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 it was, it just like happened all of a sudden. It was like, I could rock with it for a certain amount of time. And then at some point I can't put my finger on, it just went on this disinformation path. Like, and then that's when you started hearing about it on channel six news and shit. Like, Q. you know what I mean? It started getting all fucking weird and mainstream and Q. I don't know, but what I, is I believe it? in the beginning <laughs> that something was going on. So, so do, do you think then somebody hijacked those, the, those Q drops to discredit Q? Do you think that's what happened or, cause I don't actually Are know, you, any, but, but I don't actually Q know any of this person. shit. Q is supposedly not one person. Okay. It's, it's um, uh, Q is the level of clearance, and anonymous it means just not means what it means. Yeah. Q anon, Q anonymous. So anonymous per person or people with Q level clearance are dropping fucking Easter eggs on the internet. Why they're doing this, I don't know. Why they're allowed to do it, I really don't know. What were like? So, what were some of the early drops that you think were like legitimate? Or like had value, because I, I really don't. I, I really don't know much about like early Q. Well, my one of my buddies, his name's Kyle too, not you, but one of my buddies was super into it, and he said, "Dude, you got to watch the Vatican. Something's gonna happen at the Vatican." Oh fuck! And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "It's in Q. Q does he, it's a Q drop, two Q drop or something." Robert talking Langdon's about the Vatican or Huh? I, I was just making a, a stupid fucking joke about uh, Dan Brown. Yeah, Dan Brown, that angels and demons, <laughs> Da Vinci Code guy. Oh. So I, I'm no, sorry, anyway. it's a stupid fucking joke. Well, th- this, <laughs> no, it's kind of this is kind of angel and demonish. Actually, check it yeah. out. So uh, <clears throat> I'm watching the Vatican like as much as I can. I mean, it's going to sound like it's on our news all the time, but I got my ears perked up for anything for the Vatican because my dude Kyle told me some information right. or something crazy was going to happen some information was going to come out or something was going to blow up or something, just something. Yeah. It's crazy. Sure. So I got my ears perked up and probably, I don't know, two weeks later, I see this fucking thing on the internet. It was on the Apple news. I don't know if you got an iPhone or what. Yep. There's these little Apple news things that come up on my phone. And, uh, it was the Pope standing there talking. So I clicked on it. I'm like, Oh, it's some Vatican shit. What happened? You know what I mean? Yep. So I clicked on it. And it was a speech that he was given, and it was a single part of the speech that stuck out to me. It was them because you know the biggest the biggest telescope or one of the biggest telescopes in the whole world is the Vatican. I don't know if you know that or not. No, I didn't. <clears throat> but this this pope, I mean, and I'm not talking about an underling. It was the pope said when extraterrestrial life is presented amongst the people, just remember. They have a God too. <laughs> okay. So hold up, hold up, hold up. So stop the presses. <laughs> the Catholic church is the biggest cult in the, that's ever walked this earth. I mean, didn't they, they, they fucking murdered a man, burned him at the stake for inventing eyeglasses. How dare you improve the human body? That's you're <laughs> not God. Okay. So when this is the biggest fucking cult, you go to a Catholic church today, there's no Bibles in the pews. I mean, it's just a fucking shit show. But anyway, it might as well be Scientologists. But anyways, I figure where I'm going with this now. 
See, I do that all the time. Hold on, let's reel you back in. Um, Kyle, <laughs> help me out here. <laughs> Fuck. We do this happens all the time. God damn it. You're on a roll. Uh, um, we were talking about oh, fucking uh, the, the the aliens. The, Va- the oh, Vatican yeah, said yes, that the yes, Vatican yes, said yes. aliens. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so you the Pope, the person that would you, would be the last to confirm the existence of such a thing, has just done so. Right. He has. He didn't say. He didn't say if. He said when these extraterrestrials revealed themselves to the people. Yeah. When they do, like it's going to happen, like it's foreseen. Mm-hmm. Just remember, they have a god too. Fuck's that mean? All right, Francis. So, so now this is after all the releasing is a footage of the Tic Tac and the Go Fast. All that's just yep. already been released at yep. this point. So you know what I mean. Uh, we have other evidence besides, you know. But the Pope, being the Pope, <laughs> I mean the Catholic religion being the way they are. Right. I mean, you try to do science and you're fucking Illuminati and shit. Like you know what I mean? Like they're exiling you for that shit. Right, right. For trying to fucking yeah. So you know how they are. So for them to come out and say that as it's something when it happens, because it's going to happen. So when it happens, just remember they have a God too. Yeah, that's that's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. And then we're talking about God, we're talking about aliens. You're talking about, oh, uh, I, God is everywhere around me. It's a t- it's whatever you call it, the ethos. The logos, the logos, well, yeah. Lo- whatever, logos. I'm saying this. I'm saying this is the height of human arrogance. The height of human arrogance to, to think that out of the countless stars and the countless planetary bodies around those stars that we still can't even see because they're so far away. The countless planets out there and we're the only one that has intelligent life on it. That's not the height of human arrogance. No, it is. Come on, bro. It is. Come on. No, I agree with you. So, so that does sound like some shit. Like if, if I were in your shoes and I were looking for something crazy coming from the Vatican and that, and that came out, you know, within a short couple of weeks, I would, I would absolutely be like, okay, what's, what's going on? Yeah, that's 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 fucking weird for sure. Um, uh, okay, another peculiar key drops that I could give you was um, there were some people on there, one demanding like uh, some sort of evidence that uh, that this was a bullshit, and they were because you cause there's like forums, you know, you can ask questions, you can talk, you can say what you want on cute shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you can't type and shit. So people are like on there, you know, and enough of it goes on that they start giving it to you. The Q does. They start making, they're saying he, the president will end his speech with this phrase. And at this time, he will look away from the camera and to his right. And he fucking does it. And it's like, oh shit. And that's when you start getting chill bumps. And then like when you, like the president, the White House property from the air, if you're above it and you look down on it, you can Google Earth it right now. The fucking garden is the is a big ass cue. Oh god, that's some weird ass shit. Yep, it's a weird coinky dink, that's for sure. Yeah, but, that's weird. So, so there was those things, and you add them all up, and you stack them all up, and you're like, maybe there's some legitimacy with this cue shit. But then, like I said, it it, it turned at some point to being really fucking stupid. <laughs> And nothing made sense after that. I can't put my finger on exactly when that happened, but I just know it did. Yeah. 
So my favorite Q theory is that it was like uh, a CIA psyop. Is that it like I don't know if it, it was ever real. Uh, maybe it was, but that if it was, at some point it was co-opted and it was just like controlled opposition. You know, I, I which, think that that makes a makes lot of sense. sense. Yeah, I think that's that's a working theory, Kyle. That really does work. As it's like, say it was a psy a psyop to see how people would react, mm -hmm. and say at some point they. Q himself or the president himself or some was in coercion with this PSYOP and agreed to say that sentence and turn his head away from the camera and agreed to, you know what I mean? Like say it was, mm. that's a working theory. I think that's pretty smart. Like that, that could actually be something to that. It yeah. could take, it could take a whole part of the people that's paying attention to Q to go in a certain direction. Oh man, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because you could be prophetic because you were the person pu pulling the strings on the inside that can fulfill the prophecies. That's amazing. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting way of looking at it. That's an interesting way of looking at it. They did that in uh, Russia. Um, I t I've talked about this on here before. Uh, Vladimir Lenin, when they took over at the end of World War One, there was. You know, there was opposition. It's not like he just took over and was done immediately. There was a lot of opposition. <clears throat> and one of them was some kind of a general. And eventually Lenin co-opted the general, like in private, and had him continue leading the resistance. What? Yeah, it's like you're uh, – and he did a good job. He got support from a lot of people. And it's like all these people are giving their support to something oh that is never going to do anything. By design, is never going to make a difference. Speaking of um, being in a position to fulfill a prophecy, um, did you know that when Jesus got to Jerusalem and he in the the uh, story where he comes riding in on an ass, you know that mm -hmm. that with was the palm leaves with the palm and, leaves. That, that yeah. was that was a an Old Testament prophecy that when the Messiah returned, he would he would come riding on an ass. When oh. Je when Jesus got there, he was like, "Somebody get me an ass! I have to go riding in on it." <laughs> hey. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? Because that's actually what happened. I feel you, Jesus. I mean, I didn't know that, but I didn't know that I, either. I, I, would, I would need more more evidence to fulfill my prophecy than the, the method of transportation from the ride to the town on. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't hurt though. One if <laughs> one if by ass, two if by C. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, come on, guys. I was trying to make a joke. You fucks. Yeah, I got it. All right, so I want to talk about shoes because we're going to have to wrap this up, man. And I don't want to because I'm having fun, but I feel like my wife is going to get mad at me if I'm if I'm recording too much longer. So, um, there's so, okay. So when I lived with Josh briefly uh, as an adult, he had a uh, he had a, a bookshelf, a really cool looking bookshelf that used to belong to me. No, it was yeah, it was a CD shelf. It was yours. Yeah, it was you I know. Put DVDs on it. Yeah, but I had I had books and CDs and DVDs and all kinds of shit on it because it was like a anyway. He he uses it to display his Jordans, and it was really fucking cool actually because it's like tiered. Yeah, you know, um, and so that was always something that was big growing up was was shoes and Kyle brought it up and Josh brought it up already when he talked about the white shoes and changing out the yeah. shoelaces. So. I want to start there. That was something that I did that I that I picked up from from Josh, that I thought was slick as fuck. It was it was look. We don't have a lot of money. You, you know, we're not we don't have more than one pair of shoes really. At least not till we had our own jobs and our own money. But shoelaces were cheap. So listen, man, you get some shell toes. You get some Cortezes. Mm -hmm. They're white. They're dope. Mm -hmm. You keep them clean. And Josh knew how to keep them clean, man. He's like, look, you, you know, if the, if, if if these soles start getting dirty, you bust out the comet. Mm 
You use the comet, right? Because the comet nah, will get a soft scrub with bleach. Soft bro. scrub with bleach. The whole, the whole <laughs> shoelaces, dude. We used to wash white shoelaces in a in a dish soap <laughs> in a bowl, in a bowl and pull it with our thumbs and get that dirt out of there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but so this is the thing, man. I had a tin. I had a little tin box in my drawer for years, and it was full of shoelaces. Yes, he did. And I would bust out my white shoes, and I would, if I was wearing like neon green that day, where are my neon shoelaces? Where are my neon? I need, I need that. I need that highlight color. And that was always. It was just. It was a way to to not look broke, man. When you were broke, and like you had to try to make an illusion, you had a bunch of different shit. Exactly. It's interesting. It's like the people that wear flashy, colorful suits to church would go home and live in a trailer, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the shoe thing from Kehoe, man. Uh, really? Drop the name again. That's all right. Uh, that's it's too big of a name. I don't know if he's gonna be able to pin that down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, growing up, I didn't have money, and uh, this kid had more. He was a single child, and he was one of my really close friends. And uh, he would he was able to get the new Jordans right when they came out. As soon as news of the they because we didn't have the internet, we didn't have you know we had a, a catalog that you would get. It was called the East Bay catalog, <laughs> and it would give you shoe release dates. And my buddy was a single child, and he. I couldn't even afford the East Bay catalog. It was $2 a year. <laughs> that tells you anything. But anyway, so the East Bay catalog would come, and my buddy would say, well, listen, next weekend, these are coming out, so I'm going to go ahead and give you these while they're still the new Jordans so you can have them while they're still the new ones. You can have them for like a week until they're not the new ones anymore because then the new ones will come out, and I'll have the new ones. And what, what happened was it, it built up me wanting – to have things, I wanted those new ones, and happened to have uh, the secondhand ones. That, but I had to. I got the glory of still having them, having them the, the latest model for that one week. So, I, and, and you would get, dude. Where I grew up, that was a status symbol, bro. That was a big deal. Like, yes. you had them J's when them was still the the, the latest J's, like. That was something. Well, like hold on, just just, just so the audience knows, this is Michael Jordan in 1990. Yeah. This is there's nobody bigger than Michael Jordan. So go ahead, keep going. There's nobody bigger than Michael Jordan now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? In the world of sports, he's the biggest name I ever will be. That's just personal opinion, but anyway. <laughs> so you always wanted the new ones. You can never afford them, but that's how you got hooked. And what's strange is that. People now want the retros. They don't want the new ones now. They want the exactly. fucking old ones. Yes, because there was a time where they were a status symbol, and they meant more than just the dollar amount. Like uh, there were certain shoes that Jordan wore during certain time periods that mean more than other shoes that he wore in other time periods. That's interesting. So they would, in later years, getting up to recently, in the last 20 years or whatever, they would they would release a retro shoe, and if you and if you were, you know, hip, you would know why they were releasing it. Oh, they're releasing them black and red twelves. Oh, them them was the flu games. Them was the member when he had a hundred and four fever and they still beat the Detroit Pistons in the in the finals. Uh, you know, they had to get my IV on the sidelines and shit. Well, what it ended up? I watched a documentary. It was food poisoning, but and you know he didn't let he, no he didn't talk about it then. It was just called the flu. Everybody thought he had the flu. So the flu games. So the black and red twelves are the flu games or elevens or whatever. And then 
there were also personal connections to Juice for me. Like the first Eminem album cover, the Slim Shady LP. Mm. He's got the white and true blue threes on his feet and he's kneeling down on And that's all you see is his feet and top of his hat. Now, to me, that's that I still own the white and true blue threes mm. and the black and the black Zenith threes. I still have both in my collection as we speak. Then there was the period where Michael Jordan played baseball. Don't forget about this period. Oh, yeah. It's a very important period in sneaker history. Okay, Michael Jordan left in his prime. I'm talking about he just won three championships in a row and left the fucking NBA to try to play baseball because he him and his dad liked baseball. And he played in high school and he wasn't that bad. And, and he wasn't no pro. I mean, you know, they only they only let him put on a White Sox uniform and come out of the the double triple A leagues just because of his day. He's Michael Jordan, yeah. To sell tickets. Yeah. But there was a different shoe that was more of a cross trainer. It was a baseball shoe, mm. the nines. It wasn't it made for a basketball court. It had a black sole would scuff the it would scuff the basketball court. Mm. It, you know, it was a baseball shoe, it was a cross trainer. I also have those in my collection. So that that was a personal connection or well it's not really personal. I mean lots of people like baseball and basketball, but Oh, that's interesting, um, man. And then, and well, with the shoes, they ain't about just what you what looks good. I mean, if if you want it as a grown man as much as you want it as a fourteen year old, then there's something more to it. You got to get to the bottom of it. And that's what it was for me. What it was for me is I got hooked early on the meaning behind having them and the meaning behind the shoe, and then the personal meaning came after that, and. Then, as an adult, a period started where I want every shoe that I couldn't have when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And they made them accessible to retro releases. So I made it a point to get every fucking shoe that I never got to have just because I wanted to. Just because at that point in my life I had disposable income. A million different reasons. That's, but That's brilliant marketing, and it explain, it's, it's so powerful in explaining the craze. Like for, for people like me that never really quite understood it, I never really wore them, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to understand that they created the market like that, that it had all of those connections. And for you, it goes all the way back to when you were a kid with your fucking first best friend, which is interesting. But you can see how much money they make on them, how much money they can charge for them, you know, the, the premium, and how many people like, like you there must be because they're selling so oh, many of them now. Trillions. More now than ever. Yeah. And Michael Jordan hasn't played basketball in forever. No, he hasn't played basketball in 30 years probably. That's interesting because, you know, there was a, there was a pair of, uh, there was a pair of uh, banana yellow high top chucks in a, uh, CD cover uh, of, of a punk rock band that when I was growing up that I always wanted. I always wanted the banana yellow chucks, but you could never find them back then. You had to get them from like the Journey's catalog. You had to order them and wait for them to come in, and I never did that. So I never had banana yellow high tops, but I always wanted them. And for me, it reminds me of that time, that, that era, that time in my life, the music, the culture, it, you know, the, exactly. the, the chucks have to do with, they have to do with skateboarding. They have to do with pop punk. They have to do with way more than just the shoes. Exactly, and that's that changes with each pair of Jordans I own. The nostalgia is different for each shoe. That's interesting. Takes me to a different part of my life. Takes me to, to a different time. Makes you remember people I wouldn't remember. Makes you remember music I wouldn't otherwise remember. You know, it's just every pair of shoes. Emotional attachment. Every pair of shoes is a photo album. Yes, that's amazing. And Joshua, I think that has to be where we end, man, for the day. 
But hold on. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to play the outro music, okay? Hold on. All right. All right. All right. Thanks for being on, buddy. Well, there you have it. That's one avenue explored, but infinitely more still to go. I hope you enjoyed thinking along with us. I know, I know. It's not easy work. Thinking. It's hard and full of uncertainties, but I'm grateful for the company as we trek through this together. Here's to hoping that the juice is worth the squeeze. See what I did there? Let's find out together in the next episode. <laughs>